Hey, this is uh, Giles and Dion. Hey. Huh? Right, first things first, what are we called? Uh, murder boner? Toothed vagina. Oh, maggot spoon. Cannibal unicorn. How about like 13 S's, you know, like... Got it, got it. Death gases. All spelt in capitals. Lower cases for pussies. Cool. What about... I fucking said... Death You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. Episode 66, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that asks the hard questions like, what happened to Old Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, what, what, why is it so new? It's not new anymore. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And, and I'm Matt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did that last week, too. We did. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go again. I'm Matt. Hi. That's a uh, tank. There we go. Tank. Tank. I, I don't think I've ever heard you. Say your actual name. You can't really, you know, introduce yourself as Tank without sounding like a twat. You know? <laughs> I'm Tank. Tank. You're Give me douche. seven more beers. <laughs> this is our buddy Tank, who we uh, we've been we've played in bands with for years and years. I got the I was very privileged privileged to tour the country with him several yeah. times. Oh yeah, we're brothers. We're bonded. We are brothers. Uh, and that not only not only because you used to touch dicks on the tour bus, like <laughs> Bro- brother brotherhood of steel, right? Yeah, brotherhood of steel, good pro quo. So uh, uh, yeah. yeah, um, so he uh, he came by tonight. Actually, to borrow a sled from me. That's the only reason. Not random at all. (laughs) Brought his own microphone, and he was like, I'm here to party, guys. He's like, can I sit in? We're like, I guess. (laughs) I already gave you the sled. We thought you were going to (laughs) leave. Yeah, uh, no, we're super excited to have you here. We, uh, You told us the other day that you had watched um, Dead Alive recently. Yes. So we're like... You're on. You're in. You're on. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, it's an honor. I actually, uh, I've been listening to the show for a while. I listened to nice probably like eighty percent of the episodes. I'd say really, yeah, That's more yeah. than me. <laughs> <laughs> I was living up north for a while, and uh, I didn't have much else to do. I drove a lot for work, so I kind of worked my way through most of your episodes. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm I'm really honored to be here. How long, oh, thanks, man. How, mm-hmm. We're honored to have you. How long have you guys been back? Um, it's been like three months. Oh wow! Yeah. And you come out and see. I have you even. I don't think you've ever been to my house, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We all need to start doing adult things where yeah. we like actually have house parties and stuff. Yeah. Instead of just getting drunk in a studio once a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just honored to be in the presence of, of the drummer of one of the greatest Michigan bands in the world. Well, That's... thanks, Mike. I'm glad you consider me that. Yeah, uh, Mike was very left out during this intro because uh, Tank is uh, a drummer, an amazing drummer. Justin is an amazing drummer. I'm pretty damn good at the air drums, turns out, and uh, Mike's just, I'm just sitting on his thumb over here. Yeah, the only the only thing that I can beat is my dick. That's, that's pretty much it. Mike, Mike was doing the uh, the air sing. There's no vocals, so except he was still cupping the fucking mic. <laughs> so just like I'm, I'm sucking off, like just doing nothing. I don't know. Um, uh, 
No, like I'm. I, uh, I, I these are literally t- two of two of my top three favorite drummers sitting Aww, in the room. Man. I've, I've my three favorite drummers in existence. I've been in in bands with all three of them. <laughs> I it might I might be biased because I was actually in the bands with them. But honestly, like it, Justin, Tank, and Adam McMillian, yeah, like the three best drummers I've ever met in my life. Well, thanks. Unless John Lebecki's listening, and then you are a close a close <laughs> number four, my friend. But I remember watching Tank with Monument, man. You you always killed it. Oh, thanks, Super dude. Super solid rhythm, and it was, it was always a pleasure watching you. I you appreciate bang it. The pocket can't hold no groove if you ain't got no pocket, right? <laughs> well, we have a new record out. Kind of. You do? Yeah. Do. It's April. really yeah. fucking good, too. Thanks, dude. Thank like, you. it's super good. Is it on Spotify? Yeah. It's on, like, all the uh, streaming services and iTunes and so, stuff. So, Tank is in a, a Michigan band called Monument Monument. And, uh, That's you why guys... I'm here, to plug my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've always personally been a huge fan, not just because we were playing shows together and stuff. I just always loved the band, uh-huh. and I think I can speak for everybody in the oh, room. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mostly Thanks, Tank. Guys. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, same, same, same uh, lineup and stuff and everything. Yeah, same four guys. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, our first full length record, so it's uh, ten songs. Awesome. A- after how many years? Oh man, gosh, <laughs> two thousand eight was our last record we did together. So yeah. about, about a song a year then. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say like you guys are actually. Uh, you guys are actually it's pretty impressive because cons- considering no matter what every everyone else has going on in their lives you guys have still stayed pretty consistent with writing and stuff so yeah yeah which makes me jealous because i can never keep a band for more than three months that's because you had a kid <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> you just i don't know you just gotta show up you know we we just like we're committed to every sunday playing for i mean at the end it turned into like six or seven hours <laughs> that was just our sunday and just so, recording and so bring. let's stop doing this and, yes. and show up and show up to play music every wednesday <laughs> justin's like i do that all day i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> we already make him record shit for us <laughs> but at least you give me beer yeah that's, that's true. true that's true and some sipping liquor yeah don't forget um, about that speak oh go ahead no i was just gonna say uh speaking of wanting to do more adult things like have house parties what'd you do this weekend well, I went to a very uh, lovely adult house party. <laughs> no, it was uh, fun. Mike, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. We uh, Mike had Mike and roommate Jen threw a really classy uh, Christmas party. We drank um, entirely too much. Wine. All of the wine, <laughs> oh my God, literally so all wine. of it. Did you like mold wine or something, or just like straight up? <clears throat> just wine, wine. Just, okay. just just popping bottles all night okay. long. <laughs> if it was if it was red, I drank it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, he was just breaking the head the the heads off of babies by the end of the night. I can test because we walked in when you guys were doing your gift exchange oh at like ten thirty, and Shit I think most show. of the wine was gone at that time, <laughs> and I couldn't pay attention to what was going on to the gift exchange because I just kept watching. Bridget holding this box of breakable stuff and falling over asleep and standing back up and falling over and standing back up. So that's the thing is even when we have a, a when we have a classy dinner party event, we still can't keep it classy by not getting pissed drunk on wine. Yeah, yeah. Most of us were fine though. Like, like most of us were good. A couple people had a little too much, a little too much or whatever. But I, f- uh, I felt I felt fine. Yeah. Next day I woke up, I had a little bit of headache. I didn't have a hangover at all. 
You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so would, you didn't drink at all that night? Not at Not all. even at Sarah's I, I, work party? I almost, I almost had my uh, my little shooter of Jack Daniels that uh, Mike gave me, but, uh, but you saved I it. saved it. You saved it for still a more un, import, important occasion, which mm-hmm. is tonight. Sometimes you yeah. got to adult, you know? Yeah. Mine's, mine's yeah, bigger. I was driving, so. What do yeah, you call that's... that? Restraints or uh, <laughs> self-respect? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not going to jail. <laughs> Interesting. That's for pussies. <laughs> um, well, all right. Well, uh, so anyway, yeah. tonight. Why are we here? Horror movies? Uh, no. No, not typically. I think oh. this is a weird <laughs> you, you listen to the show. It takes about 45 minutes to get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, we're pretty much caught up on our week, right? Yeah. We didn't have anything well, else I, going uh, on, did I, we? I got a new mattress, which was exciting. Did you? Oh, did you break it in? For the is past it? two months, I've been waking up in excruciating <laughs> back pain, yeah. almost in tears, having to pull myself out of bed with my hands. I know yeah. that feeling. And mm-hmm. we got the Zinus Memory Foam Green Tea, green tea Mattress. A green tea mattress? It, it's, it's like infused with green tea oh, you stuff would. or something. You're so vegan. It was like It was like 160 bucks on Zinus. Cyber Monday. Seriously? Jam. Woke up, slept in it for the first time last up last night. Woke up with zero pain at all. Whoa. <laughs> it was awesome. The, the only problem is, <laughs> the only problem is, it's half of a twin bed. So <laughs> they barely fit on it. It's like a big they actually layer. He sleeps on top of her. Like, <laughs> it's a queen. It's a is queen. It? That, yeah. For hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, I think the normal price is like two seventy or something like that, and oh it was like a hundred bucks off. Wow. Nice. Like, so Sweet. if if well it's made it. with like green tea and stuff, if you're like sweating in the summer, are you just like basting the? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, it has. You're it like has, steeping. You just it, it has the cooling <laughs> gel pad, so it's. It's high tech, Michael. Wow! But they were for the similar ones at Art Van. They wanted like four grand. Really? Damn. Yeah. Well, that's why you don't buy shit at Art Van. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. So that's all. I, I I woke up nice today. Good man. I'm glad you look refreshed. Thanks, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, speaking of, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> speaking of feeling speaking refreshed. Speaking of feeling refreshed. Why don't we talk about things that we said? This is a bad. <laughs> what, what, We're not good at these. <laughs> Do you, so you want to go to the uh, corrections? Yeah. <laughs> let's, you know, let's, let's refresh ourselves with what we fucked up last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was better. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, so a couple things. Uh, mo- a lot of this is actually less corrections and more um, uh, clarifying things. Yeah. Um, we talked about how Gremlins is coming back into theaters in December, mm-hmm. and we had no idea why they were calling it Gremlins Rule Breakers. Oh, yeah. Um, it turns out Rule Breakers is the name of the event that they're kind of doing. Well, that's kind of that's kind of was a, sort of like the tour name. Yeah, it's sort of like the tour name, because what they're doing is they're live streaming, um, I, I mean, not live streaming or... I don't know how they're doing it, but like with the, the you have the film, and then you have a Q and A with Joe Dante afterwards, which is a part of it. And then they're also at participating theaters. They're doing like a merch thing where you can buy, um, I think it's a, a T-shirt from Mondo because this is like oh, Mondo's cool. release party for their Gremlins line. Oh, that's right. So it's kind of like this whole kind of thing built into one. So that's what the Rule Breakers cool. is. I didn't realize that last week. Um, also, we had mentioned that uh, the company that was putting out Salem's Lot that was called Vinegar Syndrome. We like well, that's a stupid name. It's a weird name. Why is it like? It's not really stupid or weird at all. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, vinegar syndrome is what happens to like acetone film when it breaks down and it smells like vinegar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we didn't realize that last week. Well, we didn't say it was a stupid name. Yeah, we we did. just said I think we just said it was an interesting name. No, I said it was weird. That's a weird name. No, well, well, to be fair, you were the one that said it was a weird name. And I'm correcting myself. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. But um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, I I. Uh, 
Motion picture film is almost always made of cellulose acetone plastic. A key issue in preserving this type of film is controlling the form of decay known as vinegar syndrome, uh, more properly referred to as uh, as acetate film-based degenerate. Degrade. Ugh, I can't talk. Degradation. Degradation. There it is. There it is. Vinegar syndrome is a very similar problem to nitrate-based deterioration. So. That's basically what it is. It breaks so, down. It's also what happens when you don't film. wash your nuts for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Vinegar syndrome. It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> the last thing that I have is Don Bluth is still very much alive. Don Bluth? Okay. Very much yeah, alive. Yeah, I just, I just didn't know. I, that was just a, not so much a... I didn't. I, did I say that he was? I didn't say he was dead. I said I didn't know if he yeah, was alive. Yeah, you didn't know. So okay. it's more of a clarification. All right, so. right on. And that's all I got. That's it. That's it. Cool. We were pretty good last week. All right. Well, this week, uh, like I said, Tank Tank told us a couple days ago when I was talking to him about this super cush sled that I'm giving him. <laughs> um, that <laughs> that uh, those he, words have never been used <laughs> in that order. There was another. I don't know. I feel like Snoop has probably said that before. A super cush sled. Super cush sled. <laughs> Snoop Claus. <laughs> oh I want to see that movie now. Snoop Claus. Yeah. I uh, so he he said that he had watched um, uh, Dead, Alive. Dead Alive recently, and we we're like, well, what can, what can we spin that into? So we decided to uh, just tack on another movie from New Zealand and call it an episode. So we're watching Dead Alive and Deathgasm. 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 Uh, as you could have probably told from the intro, and Michael. Really outdid himself today. I uh, I thought I thought today was going to be a shit show because I tried my hardest to find uh, a New Zealand imported beer. Right, <clears throat> I figured even a place like Embassy, the place we talk about, that isn't always the greatest. You know, they have a lot of imports. So I figured if anything, I'll, I'll find it there. Apparently, not many or nobody in Michigan imports from New Zealand. Whoa. Apparently, there's there's no according to the people that I talked to from the party stores, there's no distributor in the state that does it. I don't really. I mean, like, I don't. I don't know much about the the brewing background of New Zealand. Is there a lot of breweries there? Yeah, yeah. yeah they they have a lot of stuff that comes from Australia naturally. Sure. But they do have a lot of their own their own stuff uh, on the actual island of New Zealand. Right. On. So I figured there's got to be at least one, right? Like you would think somewhere. No, nothing. So I was then I thought I'm like, well, what if I found a kiwi flavored beer? Ooh. That would work. Nobody makes kiwi flavored beer, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was at a loss, and then I found <clears throat> this. This is this literally this embodies pretty much everything about yeah, this episode. It's perfect. It's better than getting a new, uh, just a New Zealand beer. So this is this is a collaboration between three breweries. Uh, there's uh, Beaver Town, which is from the UK. Mm-hmm. There's Stone, which is from uh, here in the US. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'll have to double check. Jay, can you look that up for me? Yep. Stone Brewery. Oh, never mind. Uh, Stone Brewery, Escondido, California, and oh. Richmond, Virginia. Oh, I was way and off. Then there's, <laughs> and then there's Garage Project from New Zealand. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was from New Zealand when I bought that. Now, this works on so many different <laughs> levels. So, so not only is it that, but it's also called Frutalica. Ba- like, you know, a pun, a pun based on Metallica, mm-hmm. which is a metal band, which Deathgasm is about. Metal, metal metal music. It is a double double India pale ale. A monster double India pale ale with yuzu, kiwi, and habanero. There it is. So there's your New Zealand reference with kiwi. Garage Project. Deathgasm is also about a garage band. Yes. Uh, it's got it, a demon on the front, as all stone... You it, know, it, it really just... Like, as all stone breweries... Uh, brewery... Uh, 
beers do. <laughs> and not only does brewery beers brewery do brewery beers. <laughs> not only does it have the stone demon, but also, but it also has this amazing frutalica demon. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find out who did this label, by the way, because yeah. it's pretty fucking yeah. cool. So uh, yeah, so this uh, this works on a ton of different levels. Mostly has to do with, I mean, it wraps New Zealand in there. It mm-hmm. mostly has to do with Deathgasm and not sure, so much sure. Dead Alive, but because it's Kiwi in New Zealand, it works. Perhaps the uh, the the designer of the bottle that you like so much was Sumerian. That could that that would work, you know. You mean Sumatran? The Sumatra? That was Su- Sumerian. No, Sumatran. The rat monkey. Yeah, that was Sumerian rat Su- monkey. No, it's from Sumatra. Ah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. A tropical double IPA with death metal. Uh, with a death metal kick to the cod piece. <laughs> a global collab from Stone, Beavertown, and Garage Project. Careful now, you're holding liquid metal in your hands. Glorious crank it to 11 cacophony is what happens when intense tropical fruit gets flash pot edition of pyrotechnic heat from Habanero. The result is a literal world tour as three globe trotting breweries collaborated on this immensely thunderous soundstorm of a beer. Masters of Brewing, Beavertown, Garage Project uh, and Stone worked with us in San Diego. Or, sorry, I shouldn't have said Stone. I had that in by myself. Masters of Brewing, Beaver Town and Garage Project worked with us in San Diego to brew this double IPA with a power trio of ki- Kiwi, Yuzu, and Habanero. Yuzu and Habanero, sure, but who knew Kiwi fruit could be so metal? Well done. Add in a colossal hop character to ride the lightning of a subtle but fiery heat. Hops, fruit, heat, and juiciness for all. Call up your mosh mates, crank up the tunes, throw this beer in the fridge, and chill them all. I am so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Was I, you are not allowed to make fun of my reading. I do. Right I, I, like, I, I could feel. I could feel Tank's eyes on me, thinking like. <laughs> Like, was, you, none of that was going through my You like they must Photoshop his voice every time they uh did. It seemed really long. That make sense. It, it was really long, and I didn't I didn't read the whole thing before mm-hmm. I uh I read the top this, part. It's good. This beer has a lot to live up to though, because this label like pretty much makes it out to be like the greatest beer in the world. Yeah, it does. So, Here, Dude, I'm gonna split half between us, and then you guys can. Yeah. Is that about half? Sure. Sure. Yeah, we have another bottle. That's so. got to be, I mean, in the running for one of the most um, intense. Like, <laughs> like, no, 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 like the most, like that's like the perfect beer for this episode. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I don't think like. Can you think of a? Can you think of a beer we've had, Mike, that lined up more perfectly with the? I mean, there's beers we've had that have like the actual name in the title. Yeah, we've had that before, but I mean, like Hopside Down last week was Hopside Down good. was pretty perfect. Yeah, I don't know, man. Do but yeah, I, I think this. I think, I I think this, this is definitely. Too, a, it's yeah, it's a, that's a really cool bottle. It has horns, just like <clears throat> the demon, and uh, yeah. it's got a little Rob Zombie esque kind of design to it, but maybe with a little more new school. It's almost got like a. Oh no, never mind. It's not detailed enough. I was almost. I was gonna say like a, a Jordan Buckley kind of. Oh yeah, I could kind of, see it. Yeah, a kind of illustration, but it's not detailed enough. His has, stuff is crazy detailed. His octopus well, tentacles. Too. Let's see if it lives up. All right, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. To all the lives lost at Helm's Deep. <laughs> That's really That's pretty good. good. 
It's good. It is good. Um, oh, I'm not good. Oh, I just got the kiwi yeah. right on the end. Oh, I was on the other kick. I got the kick. I'm, got see, the... I didn't get the kick. A little, a little bit. Did it's you guys not... get? Did you guys get the kiwi though? Yes, right about when you said it. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time picking out the kiwi because I don't eat a lot of kiwi, so that flavor is not necessarily ingrained on my palate. Oh, it's a delightful little fruit. I'm sure that it is. It's also a delightful little bird. <laughs> if you take a kiwi and you have someone close their eyes and you just rub it on like the palm of their hand, it would feel like probably like, like a, a nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> And then you squeeze it at some point oh. and just let it run out. Mm. I'm not getting the habanero so much though. No, you I guess guys getting not. that? Maybe I jumped the gun on that. I'm wondering they if forgot it's to more... put it in this one. There's no, there's no heat, but I'm wondering if we're getting more pepper flavor and not realizing it. Oh yeah, that could you be. You know, because because habanero does have a pretty sweet oh, flavor just, to yep. it. I just switched it around quite a bit. I got a little, little more that time. Yeah. But... Well, you like habaneros. Like yeah. You've, you've yeah. eaten them raw. I, 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 I don't, don't taste have... it, but okay. um, I mean, I can taste. Maybe like there's some pepper in there, but it, it just because it says there's habanero in there, it could be just a little bit for the entire batch. To yeah, where you, yeah, you don't get the kick like an El Chavo or like a, a whatever. You know? It has sure, a sure. it has a ton of sediment in it, like uh, oh, I didn't know. almost like pulp. Like oh, look, yeah. it's, it's oh, almost wow, like right. orange juice pulp. Huh. And it's not old beer. It says 2017. No, right it's on brand new. Yeah, so there, there's really only two bottles left that they had at the store. Is it really? And freaking. 20 bucks for two bottles so dang oh quit complaining <laughs> not nah, just saying i didn't know whether to go with quit complaining or that's how much it would cost for that. a uh, round of bud lights for us at the bar if we all went out for yeah, one exactly so that's like, that would be a really expensive bud light <laughs> <laughs> now if you go to the rusty, go to the rusty nail you can drink all of the beer in the entire place for five dollars hey yes. we did that once <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> we drank we drank this uh this local bar out of what was it beast uh i think it was uh, beast light was Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's best. best for a buck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a buck no, can. No we drank them out of it. <laughs> they, had to, they, <laughs> they had to stop serving us. Well, that particular beer because we drank them out of it. We were uh, there a few years back, and they don't have that special anymore. <laughs> it's probably it's because probably of us. for a good reason. <laughs> you are the sons of bitches that ran us dry beasts. <laughs> Damn straight. We meet again. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's uh, what we're talking about. That's what we're drinking. So why don't we get into the bleed feed? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I love that baseline. Thank you. All right. I wrote that baseline. <laughs> are you Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Are you done? Listen, I got a compliment on my baseline, which happens so seldom <laughs> that I needed to talk about it, You're and I needed to talk James. about it once we came back on air because I need people to know that bass players exist, just like Bigfoot. Tank, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might exist, but they don't matter. Where's the guano? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. We just had a conversation off air about whether or not Bigfoot exists. Uh, so. And I'm a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Yeah, uh, he does. Let's speaking just, let's just being, end it with that. Be, speaking of being a Debbie Downer, uh, some people ate the big one this week. Oh, no. Um, rest in peace to Yuli, Uli Lamel. Uli Lamel. Oh. Uh, director of The Boogeyman. I was going to say, we, we just uh, watched... Uh, which we watched uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, I The article that I read didn't really say much of how he died. Mm-hmm. I, he, I think it said that he was 88, though. No, oh, well. Um Probably natural causes. Probably natural know. causes. Uh, also Pretty passed away this week was uh, actor Conrad Brooks, who you would know best from, uh, he was in Plan 9 from Outer Space, oh. as well as a bunch of other uh, Ed Wood movies like Glenn or Glenda and Bride of the Monster. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of like a, a staple in Ed Wood's uh, filmography. Right on. But uh, yeah, they both both passed away at ripe old ages, so no foul play, right or sour play, or 
Cold, kinky Coldplay. Play, Coldplay. Or Coldplay. Coldplay might have killed him. Coldplay <laughs> might have killed him. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the coroner, when they when they found that to the coroner, uh, coroner? Coroner. The coroner. The, the coroner, coroner actually wrote on his, uh, on his on his notes describing the scene. He goes, it was all yellow. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, um, so the Robert Rodriguez uh, to-be-directed uh, Escape from New York script has been greenlit by John Carpenter. Right on. They got, they got the pass from the big guy. Mm -hmm. So that is, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a couple rewrites before it goes into production, but from, by and large. No Kurt Russell, no care. I know, but Robert Rodriguez is doing it, so I'm I'm holding on hope. The other thing that's really Inle bothering unless, me... Unless they do like a... Unless they do like a Kurt Russell will reprise his role as Snake and then the, pass the torch and then pass the torch to his son it's or something. Gonna, no, I don't think so. It's gonna be about a new Snake Plissken, probably yeah. is my guess. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they'll have like Snake Plissken get like captured and it'll be like in a place and they'll be like a dead Kurt Russell, like strung <laughs> up next to him or something. Like they can do that. Um what I'm not super thrilled about this though is that it looks like this is they want this to be the first film in a new whole new franchise oh really they want to franchise escape from new york I mean, they had escape from la which a lot of people hated mm -hmm. i thought it was fun Dude, it's, it's surf, not good but surf, it's fun surfing the big wave that's oh all my you god. need that scene is one of the worst scenes <laughs> i think in modern cinema it's so bad which, I was made, like, which makes it so good <laughs> exactly i thought it was horrible okay? it's, it's this not is good <laughs> um but the movie was still fun. I thought, so. I thought it gave Surf Ninjas a run for its money. <laughs> Listen, nothing gives Surf Ninjas a run for its money, okay? Um, uh, I lost my spy. Oh, Paul Sollett has a new film coming out called Bullethead. And yeah, it looks fact. fantastic. Fackin'. Fackin'. Um, looks fackin' amazing. Uh, so this movie is being described as Cujo yeah. mixed with Reservoir Dogs. What? <laughs> Basically, it's about three career uh, criminals who uh -huh. go out for one final heist, and they pull it off, and they hole up in this building, yet there's like this rabid beast dog that lives in the building, oh. and it's like hunting them down, but it looks awesome. There's a trailer for it online. What's it called? It's called uh, uh, Bullethead. Bullethead. Uh, it's starring Adrian Brody, John Malkovich, Antonio Banderas, and Rory Culkin. Wow. Huh. So Paul Sallett really stepped his game up for this one. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, cool. you, you saw... A, was it Dark Summer? Dark Summer. Was it was it good? I've not seen it. Uh I I I liked parts of it. I liked aspects of it. It was it was it 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 really like took a crazy turn toward the end, it, but yeah, I, overall I liked it. There okay. there are very few movies that I don't like, so So your opinion's worthless. Is yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. Um, don't ask me you if you should start you should start podcasts where you talk about movies and your opinions <laughs> worthless. <laughs> I should start that podcast. You're right. Uh, well, apparently he did something right though, because this is a pretty banger cast. Yeah, like, for, that's uh, quite a cast. Banger for his, for his third flick out. So. It's a it's a fucking banger cast. <laughs> fucking, fucking banger. Fucking. Um, so this is just fun news. <laughs> apparently, some time ago, uh, there was going to be a Toxic Avenger reboot. Yeah. And they offered the reboot to Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just think about this for one moment. Can you mention? A mixion? That's not, I, what the <laughs> fuck? That's not even a word. I love your made-up words. <laughs> can, can you a mixion? <laughs> I want to a mixion, but I don't know what that is. But I'm my, gonna try. My mixionation is not as strong as yours, so it's not very vivid. So it's hard. It's hard for me. I'm feeling really emixiated today. I don't know what it is. Emixion all the people. <laughs> All right, can you imagine a Toxic Avenger directed by Kevin Smith? Can you like, go back to a mixion? I like that better. 
apparently, um, apparently he turned it down because they wanted to put a $35 million budget behind the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Holy what? shit. And his reaction was, this movie was made, and quote, this movie was made for two nickels. Why are you putting that much money? Yeah. Yeah, clearly these people have never seen the original and don't know where it came say, from. Toxic Avenger is the type of movie that it it like it has to be cheap. Yeah, you know? yeah. So he he's basically if that's if that's it, then I'm out. And he kind of walked away. Don't take a try. You're try, don't take a trauma film. Yeah. And try and turn it into a fucking blockbuster. I, well, I guess thirty five million dollars wouldn't really be a blockbuster. I, you know, you know, but that's, you know what would not be in like a big thirty five million dollar blockbuster reboot though. What? Uh, a bunch of teenagers running over a kid. Taking Polaroids of it and then masturbating to it later. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the original. That oh, yeah. is definitely in it. Yeah, I saw I've it. Seen it. I saw oh, it. It's, at, it's a fucked up movie. I dude. saw it at way too young of an age, and it bothered me for a long yeah, time. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, okay, so there has been uh, in the talks uh, in Hollywood for a long time about making a new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe movie. Right on. A long time they've been trying to get a new one off the ground after the. The, the cinematic masterpiece that was the original with Dolph Lundgren. They're going to get Dolph Lundgren back, right? For well, the re- or, oh. maybe. I mean, he's busy doing like Kindergarten Cop 4 now, so I don't know. All right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> apparently, David S. Goyer has been given the power by Sony to bring it to life if he wants to. Wow. Which is both cool and a little bit terrifying. Because David S. Goyer has not, um, I don't know, he's got a weird... Weird track record. He's kind of the guy that writes all the movies for the new DC universe, and mm-hmm. they've been bombing. <laughs> he, but he also did the Dark Knight trilogy, so it's like it's one of those weird catch twenty twos. I don't know how I feel about it. Like it's it almost could, a catch twenty three. <laughs> almost. It's almost. It's it's that much of one. <laughs> like it could go one way or the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I would love to see a good He Man movie. I think it'd be awesome. Uh-huh. Who would you Who would you cast? Who Who would uh, be He Man in your as, in your He Man movie? He Man. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I think the Fair. logical, I think the logical decision would be um, <clears throat> the guy, uh, the guy that plays Thor Hemsworth. Is oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He'd be pretty sick. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a really good. I mean, that's what like Hollywood would be like. <clears throat> we need to make money with oh, this yeah. man, like Thor. I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who's I'm even going like purely mm. on who looks like the, the uh, cartoon. Yeah, and I'm thinking super jacked up Nick Swarson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You're Fabio? Going, are you, are you, are you going off of... Here, let me see if I can break down what your brain is doing right now. You're you're basing this solely on his haircut from the bench warmers. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I know you too well. He's like 5'7". Yeah. That's okay. And, and Well, now I think he's just kind of like overweight a little bit. That's why I said jacked up. Like, yeah. like, like give him, give him all the drugs in the world. Just, <laughs> I'm, trying like to, five years. I'm trying to, I'm because he said, uh, he said Hemsworth. I'm trying to think. Of, like, is there anybody else who's just like, because he manages jacked. Dude, he's jacked. He's like Triple H. Skarsgård. It'd, it'd be a WWE movie. Triple H. Yeah. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Like, he's pretty. Be able he's to do pretty it. jacked in, uh, in uh, True Blood. He was anyway. Yeah, he was. I could see though. I mean, they can, they can in months times they can get like double the size. Yeah. If they I'm were. thinking like I'm thinking like Mr. Universe Arnold size though. Yeah, I like, like Jay's original any... uh, Jay's original idea. What? Fabio. Fa- <laughs> see Fabio. <laughs> I can see <laughs> with that shitty like broken English that yeah. he's I am the heated man. Well, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren in the um, 
when in in the Masters of the Universe movie, he's I think he's Swedish, right? Yeah. I something. Don't worry. Uh, Can't speak English. Yeah. Literally, they had to overdub. He's I think, not. He's not Australian. He said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. Oh like, yeah. They talked about it on uh, how did this get made that podcast? Yeah, that <laughs> that movie. It's it's a special turd. It, yeah. it really like it's, it's. Courtney Cox is in it. She is one of her first movies. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the, I've ever uh, seen it. It's. Ooh. <laughs> It's it's a grown man in his underwear running around the streets of uh, like L.A. or New York or I forget I forget yeah, where it's at know. some big city but it's uh, not Skeletor good. was pretty dope. Not really. <laughs> it really it was wasn't. Kind of, I was scared of him as a kid. And Beastman, Beastman was scary. Beast he was fucking was cool. up her legs. Beast- <laughs> Dragging her through the sequence uh, prom. What is that? Like, they had the, the drapey 80s, like, uh, what is that? Like the be- the beads that hang down? No, or? they're like, uh, it's like uh, reflective material, like like long, I don't fucking know. Tinsel? Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, tinsel, yeah so it's kind of like tinsel, yeah. yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Right on. All right. Um, That's so, my contribution to the show. You're welcome, <laughs> you guys. So there's not a whole lot to this news, but I'm excited about it. Uh, in 2018, it's, been a, it's, it's official now. Deep Blue Sea will debut on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh snap! <laughs> right? Wait, it's never played on Sci-Fi before. No, Deep Blue Sea Two. Oh, did I not my say God. two? No, you did just I not said say Deep two? Blue Sea. I don't think you said nope, two. The sequel will debut on Sci-Fi in 2018. I think you talked. You did talk about yep. uh, this a few weeks well, ago. There, there, they, they had talked about how they they were they were thinking about making it right. because of all the shark revivals and all that stuff. But it's official. It's coming in 2018. Oh boy. Yep. Well, I yep. mean, it, it it can only be. It, it's got to be as good as Sharknado. I mean, right? you can't get much. I mean, you can. I guess you suppose you can get worse. But <laughs> can, can you get deeper or bluer? I don't. Deeper, bluer, see. That's what it, that's what it should have been called. And then deepest, bluest for the third installment. <laughs> yep. And then the fifth one can just be my head is like a shark's man. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, last bit of news here. Um, and this is just a really weird, bizarre. Do you want me to do blues first? Oh, yeah. And you can yeah, save yeah, that? Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, Friday the 13th, a new Blu ray collection coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the full details. I'm Actually, I'm not going to give you the full details because well, it is. It's rather extensive. There was a Blu-ray set that came out a few years back. It was one of those sets that came in like a tin, and you open it, and then there was like the the box inside. Yeah. Um, and that was a really awesome set. It's super expensive now because it was it was it's out of print. They yeah. Only, it's, they only it, did it for a short time. Yeah. And this new set though, it's just one Blu-ray snap case with all the discs in it. Okay, so that's it's got that's why I wanted I wanted to ask you because I, I I mentioned this earlier, and you're like, yeah, but it's shitty. Yeah, it's 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 got all the same stuff as the old as that other Blu-ray release, but it's just one case. And I'm a big packaging guy. I like a good box set. I like loves you know, a good package. Loves a good package. Good package. <laughs> um, so it's just I don't know. That's lame to me. You know, it's 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 lazy. Yeah, it's me. uh it's uh Friday the Thirteenth Ultimate Collection Blu-ray set that'll be out on February thirteenth, twenty eighteen. So pick it up if you want it. If you're like Mike and you don't want it, don't pick it up. There you go. You're not gonna buy that. No, I'll hold. Do you out. have the other one? I have a DVD set of it from oh, okay. the, the from Crystal Lake to Manhattan set. Right. I on. do want to get the Blu-ray set, but I'm going to hold out for that good one and just find it for, you know, cheaper at some point in time. Well, all right. Moving along, the houses October built, part due, part due, uh, part due. Um, uh, it's it's already been released on VOD, which we should probably watch this sometime soon. We probably should have watched it sometime around Halloween. Did it come out before Halloween? I don't remember. Uh, I think, I think it, it did. did. Yeah. You know they have Christmas we in July. We dropped the ball on that one. You know they have Christmas in July. Yeah. We should do like Halloween in April. <laughs> Let's start a new thing. We Let's will do, do it. That's a good. Move. We're gonna do exactly that. Um, so, how's October built part two? 
is coming to Blu-ray and DVD on January 2nd, 2018. I'm definitely interested in that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily buying it because I I don't buy movies the well, way you I'll, do. <laughs> I'll buy it and then you can buy it. Yeah, there you go. Um, Vestron is releasing Class of 1999, the, uh, the movie about killer robots. <laughs> It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out uh, January 30th on limited edition Blu-ray. Uh, that's got some cool... Uh, Who's putting that out? Vestron? A Vestron, said? yeah. Cool. Vestron stuff is usually pretty expensive, right? It's a little, it's a, it's a little more pricey for the content. Like, they're the like, same price that... as like what Screen Factory releases are, but Screen Factory jam-packs their discs right. with tons of new stuff for these old movies. Like, and... I, like, didn't, like Vestron, was Vestron doing the new basket case? Release? No, that's Arrow, was, I believe. I, th- I believe Arrow's putting that out. Oh no, Chud. They did. Uh, they did. They did. I think Vestron yep. did the new Chud, yep. and it was like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, like that. Was I don't know re- if it was sixty, but ridiculous. it was it was more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know prices. I'm bad at this. I shouldn't talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so cover art, release date, and details for Scream Factory's uh, The Strangers, mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Uh, Scream Factory is releasing that on March sixth. Uh, the cover art, if you haven't seen it, is pretty radical. Yeah, that's dope. Looks like, oh, yeah, Tank's looking at it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Actually, the second one's coming oh, out soon, it. right? Uh, or is soon, it out? soon-ish? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I think it has a twenty. Does it? It's got a twenty eighteen oh, yeah, release yeah. date, right? Yep. Yeah, have I'm kind of talked about strangers yet. <clears throat> uh, like, have I think we, we no, did. Yeah. Yeah. Have, no, I don't think so. Have no? we? That'd be a good one. That's strange. It's it's at the point. It's at the point now where. We have forgotten what most of our previous episodes are about, so if we recycle a movie, nobody's going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about The Strangers again. Yeah, so uh, I just lost my page, so I'm going to be done with that one. But that comes out March 6th, uh, two-disc, 10-year anniversary set. Ten can you believe it's been 10, 10 years year. on that already? Damn, wow. I love that movie. It's so good. Um, my last one here, this is a big one. Not only for the reason of, 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 not only for what it is, but also because we're involved in this a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, date, details, and art for Scream Factory's Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon Blu-ray. Yes. The art, the cover art for this is so sick. Oh, dude. So good. Damn it. I, that's the first, I'm actually looking at it for the first time right yeah, now. It's even it's more so sick cool. seeing it in the theater. Yeah, look. <laughs> yeah. We got, I'm going to buy tickets. Presented by the Buzzkill Podcast. Also, our buddies, uh, Slackjaw Punks mm-hmm. podcast and uh, Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. Sorry, yep. I'm, I almost said Slaughterhouse. Yeah, they're all going. Yeah, they're so. all going. We need first. Let me give you this information, and then let me uh, hound you people for a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, coming out on uh, from Scream Factory on Blu-ray on March twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. More importantly, two months before that, we are hosting a screening. Of Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon for its 10-year anniversary. In a, in a real theater. In a real theater. You Way can go real, see. Real seats. You can go see it in a real theater. You can even buy beer there. You can buy beer there. Or you can sneak your own booze in. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... I'm your just, screening's I'm, been canceled. <laughs> no, so uh, the screening, I, I, we we have, we're starting to get some responses on yep. uh, on, on our event that I I, cre- I created. We're starting to generate a little bit of buzz, but we only have until December 26th yep. to sell the number of tickets that we need to sell. So jump on to gather. That's G A T H R. dot com 
slash screening slash 21887. Wow, you actually remembered that? Yeah, I remembered it because it's been I've been having nightmares about our screening not happening. <laughs> you got to get on there and reserve those tickets so that we can have this thing yep. uh, actually tip and go through, and we're going to have a blast. And we'll say it now, if you're planning on going and you haven't bought tickets yet, Tank. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm buying tickets. Um, no, like I'm get buy them at the door, bro. <laughs> Hey, man, I buy thought it was at the like door. a buy them at the door kind of situation. Uh, well, get them by them now, though, because like when people, like, if, if people see a low number of tickets, they're going to say, wow, this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to buy mine. If they see that it actually is growing in number, people are going to buy them. So right. like, be, the, be the the catalyst to get this going. Like, I think like, we're, we're like 30% tipped right now, yeah. and we need to make it to 100%. we got to sell at least 76 we tickets in total. So we got 20 days. we got 20, 20, days, 20 exactly. days left to do it. So jump on to Tell that. Tell your friends. Your mom, I've your been dad. recruiting for you guys. Have you? Tell yeah. your doctors. I got any... shut down by two people, but I'm uh, the, hunt, the hunt's not <laughs> over. Bastards. How many people did you ask? Two. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, Tuesday's not a great night for them. Like, whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> one of them was his wife. The only problem the was the other one was him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to find other people to go to your screening besides me and my yes, wife. I'm, so I'm bound and determined to make this thing happen. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be pounding the pavement for the next twenty days. I'm probably going to be calling a lot of you and, you should and, see and if, hassling you. So if you you're listening if, uh, and you're one of my friends, you will be getting several phone calls yes. in the next 20 days. You should see if Big Jim wants to buy 50 tickets. I kind of want, like, dude, I, just to make <laughs> it happen, like, if, if, if there's, like, 20 tickets left, I'm like, I'm just going to buy them and give them away. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work or not. but I mean, you buy, As long as the theater gets the money, I'm just they don't super care. stoked about seeing... Behind as the mask on the silver screen. I think it needs to happen. So you just, uh, want, you just want to talk in front of people. That's all you want. To I really do. don't. No, Are you gonna, <laughs> is that how it's going to work? If, if it happens, uh, if I mean, it, well, it happens. Well, we were thinking about doing an intro where we. Well, get up we put and in talk when and... you reserve the screening. There's an option for it, and we, uh, we did the option for it. So nice. Cool. You can do. I mean, you can do like you can set it up as a charity thing. You can set it up to do a Q and A after. Yep. That's what we should have done. The Q and A. We have just ask had... us questions. We have no answers for you. <laughs> ask us questions. Not a single person asks a question because nobody gives a fuck who we are. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for blue releases. And make sure you jump on. It, go to our. Go to any one of our uh, social media. Uh, places yeah. I don't, and uh, profiles and you can find the link to uh to buy tickets for that as well so yep yeah anyway what was your last story? all right so here's the last uh my last bit of news and this is sort of straight out of uh out of the twilight zone yeah sort of uh, oh god actually i have two pieces of news i completely <laughs> forgot about i forgot Son to write this last bitch. one down we talked a couple weeks ago about the twilight zone and yeah. how cbs wants to revive it mm-hmm. um it is now being executively produced by jordan peele Really, which is fantastic. Cool. Is uh, his his quote is basically goes, I feel as of late we've been living in the twilight zone in this country. Yeah. So what better time to bring it back and this and that? So I feel as though with him executively producing it, there's going to be a lot of like realism in in a lot of what they're doing. You know, a lot of like topical things. Well, even which I think is pretty awesome. Even the old series touched on like that that was kind of the point is they touched on real life issues. I mm-hmm. mean, they did it in like a weird sci-fi sort of way, but it touched on real issues and that's what made it so uh riveting yeah. because you were watching things that could actually happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, so black, the Black Mirror is kind of like that. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. I've never watched Black Mirror. I oh, need to. Need I've to. watched one episode, and I really liked the episode that I watched, so I need to I need to continue that. Every episode's different. I think it's a different director, different story, mm-hmm. different characters, but it reminds me a lot of Twilight Zone, like a modern... It has a lot to do with technology, which is... Okay. 
extremely relevant. So all, all yeah. the episodes are they're unconnected though. They're yeah. all their individual stories. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, that's cool. There's no like Midnight Society holding them together. <laughs> as far as I know, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your last okay, one, Mike? Sorry. Last bit of news here. Um, and this is just weird. Uh, so J.J. Abrams is gearing up to work on a new Star Trek rec- uh, movie. Yeah. Not record movie. <laughs> new Star Trek um, record. He's working on Star Wars right now, mm-hmm. but they're they're in the process of, of beginning you know the the new Star Trek movie for when that's done. Yeah. Um. And you'll never guess who uh, it's being written and possibly directed by. I have an idea. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> were you really? Yeah. You were? Were you really? Yeah, I yeah, was. I read it right off of his computer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like real news, though. Like, apparently, Tarantino is a huge Trekkie. He's a huge Star Trek fan. And he pitched an idea. That they really, really like. So oh, he, so Tarantino's working on his uh, um, his nineteen sixty nine movie that he's doing right now. That's like loosely based on the Tate murders and whatnot. Yeah, he's doing that. Abrams is doing Star Wars uh, Episode Nine, and so he they pitched the idea, and I guess the uh, uh, is it Paramount that does the Star Trek movies. I forget who it is. Whatever, whatever, whatever studio it is, it does it. Uh, they pitched the idea, and they're gonna have their writers' room basically piece the story together, based on Tarantino's pitch. And really, and it's possible that Tarantino might direct it. No way. Wow. You know, that's that's insane to me. That that is like the most batshit crazy pairing of people and franchises that I've ever heard of. Yeah, it'd be cool to. I, I mean, you know, because Tarantino films have a certain look and feel to them, so it'd yep. be it'd be cool to see what he could do with sci-fi. It's just going to be it's going to be all the characters just talking on the bridge for the entire movie. <laughs> is what it's going to be. But um they're stuck on the bridge. Jay, I think I drank more than my share. Well, I yeah, I, I could have told you that just yep, by your yep, pouring, I didn't, son of a I was bitch. talking, I'm sorry. Oh my god. At least you filled it up to Michelangelo's teeth. That's good. Right? Did you say it's going to be like a new cast, like an unrelated story or I I think it's not sure? Star Trek 4. Oh, okay. Is what I think it is. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that they're Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I guess he's a big fan of the um, next generation, and mm-hmm. he wants to adapt the story from the old, make it something new. Okay. Is 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 kind of what I'm getting. But it's weird because Tarantino had always said that he's doing ten movies. That that's been his that's been his thing. His career will be ten movies, and when he's done with his tenth, that's it. Hasn't he's he, done. Has he not done more than ten movies? No, he's doing hmm. number nine right now. Really? Wow. And uh, so it would be weird for him to do. Not yeah, only a Star Trek on. movie yeah. as number 10, but the fourth movie in a franchise yeah. for his number 10. Mm. So I, I wonder if the directing's not going to fall to him, but it might just be written by him, sort of like how... Um, well, I, would, I wouldn't I would even hold him to that whole 10 movie thing, though. I, I, like, so many, Kevin Smith said that he was going to retire like True. 10 movies ago. Yeah, but this <laughs> is Tarantino, okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we hold him to a higher standard. <laughs> than Kevin Smith? No, no, you're right. No. Um, okay, that's uh, that's the news. All right. Boom! That was the news. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about some kiwi horror. I love kiwis. Mm. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Okay, we're back. <laughs> it's another fat bass lick by uh, James Baird. No, that time it wasn't me. 
Actually, there's no, actually, there's no bass in that song, is there? I don't think there is. is there? <laughs> no, I don't think there is. It we, was a song I wrote years ago. Bass drum. We keep meaning to go back and put uh, bass in that song. It, it, it would probably be easier we, for you to just do it. But is like, that a baritone guitar I heard? Well, I thought about finishing the song since with my whole solo project thing being in full effect and yeah. everything being released now. You should uh-huh. do it. And actually just doing that song. But oh, I don't yeah. know since it's being used for the, the podcast already. I was well, like, no, right? no, no, do it. No, because we use sands in the, in the, for the... Right on. So what we'll do is we'll finish that song, or you'll finish that song. We, sands is already finished, and then we'll finish the other, that last Mayer song that we'd use for the... Are we uh, recording feed. right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk and, about movies. <laughs> no, we'll, 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 we'll do the last one. We can re- talk we, about boobies. We can release the Buzzkill record. <laughs> yes! Oh, nobody will ever buy that. No, but it, it'll be cool. I'll think about it. All right. <laughs> I'll definitely think about it. All right, all right. Here we go. So, um... For our first movie tonight, we're going to be We're going talk- to a land down under, the land down under. The land down under is Australia. Yeah. No, the it. land down under, under the oh. land down under. Oh, I see. Yeah. I yeah. see what you did there. Okay. Yeah, use, use, the, <laughs> use the old thinker there, James. I just, I just thought you were being a jackass. <laughs> I thought you That's usually the case. Uh, so, uh, the first movie we're going to talk about is called Deathgasm. Yes. It is uh, from 2015, directed by Jason Lee Howden. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it's a real peach. It's his directorial <laughs> debut, isn't it? Is it really? I think so. Uh, I I'm... think... No, I don't... Was it... <laughs> no, I don't know if it was or not. It might have been his feature debut. Okay. I think that he had done some stuff before. He was a he's a Jason Lee Houghton is a visual effects artist. So I know oh. that he's he where he worked on the on the Lord of the Rings movies. He's worked on tons and his tons and tons and tons of stuff. Actually, Tank this, is correct. I say my he he okay. directed three short films Shorts, in okay. 2010, okay. 11, and 14. Deathgasm is his feature, feature. Cool. debut. So fuck I us. I stand corrected. <laughs> the Kingslayer is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So. Um, do you have a synopsis for this one? I do. I got to go back to the other page. Uh, two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the Blind One by delving into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. That's really not a good synopsis. No, it's really not. It's it's terrible. No, that's not good. IMDb has let us down again. Plus, he has a name. It's Aloth. It's not just the Blind One. Yeah, that's like a like a you gotta synonym. you gotta sing you gotta single him out for 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 his. His blindness? That's not... Uh, I, 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 I don't know why you're looking prejudice. at me. <laughs> Drop the ball, IMDb. <laughs> Jeez. That's the thing is, are, are people... Are, are people... These uh, synopsis... Synop, what's the... Synopsis-i. Synopsis-i? Are these synopsis-i at the, uh, at the top of uh, IMDb? These are Those are just submitted by... Like, those can be edited, right? Uh, yeah, because there's... Uh, and below the... Um, Below this, there's like other synopsises from synopsis. 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 No. Um, yeah. This is a train wreck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, so let's uh, let's jump into this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. As did I. It as did fun. I. It's a fun movie. I, I think to, to give people a better idea of what this is, if you haven't seen it, which I, I, I imagine a lot of people probably haven't seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a, a, a gem, a little diamond in the rough, yeah. if you will. Um, it's about two two it's about two kids who are metalheads. Basically, they meet and they steal a record from like this old age, uh, aging metalhead. Yeah. And there's like secret incantations within the music, and it summons yeah. a demon. It's very much kind of like Evil Dead. They find yeah. these incantations, they play them instead of read them, and it summons a demon. 
this is when I was watching it. I, I kind of I, I wrote down the all the movies that it reminded me of. It's kind of an amalgam of uh, Evil Dead, uh-huh. uh, Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, yep. uh, Pick of Destiny, yeah, um, Lords of Salem. I got a little bit of Lords of Salem just because the music because of because the the song is what kind of set off the whole. It's true because that's the sure. same thing that happened that. in Lords of Salem, uh, Dead Rising. Because of them putting together makeshift weapons, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, that's all I got. So put all that's all those, you, like you take all those movies, put them in a blender, wrap them around, like uh, yeah, put them in a blender, throw a New Zealand accent onto it, and you've got yourself a, a real gem and giant black dildos. <laughs> yeah, there's a... put that put that into the uh, blender as well, <laughs> and that's what gives you the death gasm. Is the uh, is those. <laughs> are we going uh, full spoiler here? Um, we typically, typically do. Yeah, yeah. We probably should just always like, you know, as a listener, when I listen to an episode and I haven't seen the movie, I'm like, okay, I should probably just fast forward or just come back to this at a later date. So you don't mind like that that we go full spoiler? Not at all. You Especially just... after I've watched it. Okay. Know? All right. But, oh, but yeah. I know, like, you can pause it. It's not live, you know. We typically like with or is it like with brand oh. like with brand new <laughs> movies? Camera. What did we do? Oh, we did uh, Jigsaw. A few episodes ago. Yeah, if it, if they're brand if new ones, brand yeah, new, yeah, we won't, don't. But this but... is this is two years old and it's on yeah. Netflix, so you guys have had a chance. Yeah, yeah go watch so it. So pause back. it. Go watch it. All right, you're back. Now we can talk. About yeah, it. yeah, here we okay. go. <laughs> so there's two um, there's two dildo kills. <laughs> I, know we're, we're, I mean, it's a little early to be getting into kills, but there's literally but two it's, it's, d- dildo kills. It's never too early to get into dildos. <laughs> never, never. This is the first movie I like. I noticed. I noticed throughout this movie they had some pretty creative uses of the POV shot. They did. They did. Uh, yeah, like there was there was there was one from inside the mouth of a demon, <laughs> like as she was attacking. The person, mm-hmm. and you saw like the teeth on either side of the camera. Yep. You know what I mean? This is the first movie I've ever seen where they used the point of view of a dildo. <laughs> well, maybe not the first movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen a couple, but, but, <laughs> but, the, but the first, but the first movie that wasn't on xvideos.com. Um, but they the, during the during that scene, we should talk about that scene, like how. The, it wait, wait—the one from the movie or the one from X video? <laughs> which, which one are we talking about? Well, before we talk about yeah. that, we'll we'll get into the development. Okay. But this is the first movie ever I've ever seen. You actually see a kill take place where you're getting the POV of a giant dildo being repeatedly smashed into the mouth of a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. It's pretty great. It, it, <laughs> and, it, and it rips the jaw clean off the demon, oh, too, yeah. which yeah. is the best part. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, like, it means i gotta, I got to be more careful in my personal life now. Which is, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what this is telling me. <laughs> hey, you made that joke. We didn't do that. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's travel back a little bit okay. and, and kind of get... Uh, kind of get a, a basic rundown of this movie we'll introduce you to the characters uh basically you have um brody brody played by milo cawthorn uh yeah interesting interesting factoid here uh three three people from this movie milo cawthorn uh kimberly crossman who right. plays medina fine fine um <laughs> uh, she plays medina and then uh there was one other woman in the movie named well not one other woman in the movie in general but just one of the kind of main characters abigail played mm-hmm. by kate kate elliott all three of the actors i just mentioned are uh power power rangers veterans oh which is yep. interesting 
I think uh, like Milo Cawthorn and uh, Kimberly Crossman each played actual Power Rangers. Yep. But not, different shows, though. not in the same series. Yeah, she was in the the samurai one, and he was in the one before it. I what? think. Which don't, is don't ask me why I know that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's kind of interesting though that like all three of these New Zealand actors were all in Power Rangers, right? I think they planned it. It's pot. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of productions of the, that happen. He in, was in he was in Power Rangers RPM, by the way. Okay, there's a lot of productions of that happen in New Zealand now. Ever since like Lord of the Rings, I think really. Boomed their oh. their film like crazy, and well, it's uh, a beautiful place. And sure, sure, they, but like they have a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah, and it's a small it's it's a small country, so right. I would imagine that the, of the working actors that are that are there, they probably a lot of them go in for a lot of the same stuff. So you're going to see a lot of people if it's if they're purely New Zealand actors, you're going to see a lot of people probably popping up in a lot of the same productions that film there. That's true. So that doesn't actually shock me that a lot of them were involved in the same, you know. Uh, it doesn't shock me that you're going to see a lot of the people that were involved in the same stuff showing up in the same other projects. Right on. You know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you have... Sorry, uh, one more time. One more time. Kimberly Crossman. Looking fine from behind. Fine. fine. <laughs> no. She needed a twofer for that one. <laughs> um, so you have uh, Brody who moves, moves uh, in with his aunt and uncle. Who Bro- Brody is... Super into metal. Yes. Total yeah. metalhead. Yep. Uh, plays guitar. Plays guitar. You find him in corpse paint several times throughout the movie. Um, uh, and, and and he moves in with his uber-Christian aunt and uncle and their dickhead son. <laughs> Sidebar. Yeah. It's ironic that he's a metalhead because his mother just loved head. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't she on meth or something? Yeah. <laughs> she was on meth and then she what, blew a... She, sl- she, blew she, a, she blew a Santa on the mall. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, this got, movie and got sent to the psych ward. <laughs> this movie's probably like seventy to eighty percent comedy, right? Would you say? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, a whole yeah, comedy yeah, for yeah, sure, definitely. for sure. And it, what I love about it, it, it doesn't take itself serious. Yeah, like right. it makes fun of itself constantly. Yeah. Like it knows exactly what it is. Right. It was just like Lee Howe and like I think that he, um, I think that he was just like a metalhead growing up and was kind of making fun of his own like metalhead culture. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's really all it was. Mm-hmm. Um. And I dug it for that, but James, back to the uh, back to the plot. Uh, so he so he moves in with his he moves in with his uber Christian uh, family, their dickhead son, and then it's just kind of his trials and tribulations of uh, going to a high school where nobody really accepts his his kind yeah. of lifestyle, and then he ends up uh, <laughs> accidentally summoning the the blind one, Aloth oh. Aloth the blind. Yeah, uh, because he finds this is kind of where the. Uh, where I got the Lords of Salem sort of thing, uh, he finds um, him and him and his buddy Zach, who he meets, who's, who's another metalhead. Uh-huh. Uh, they break into this old house where they find out that this uh, this old metalhead from the the band Haxon Sword is is hiding. Did you did you I'm sorry did you notice on the album cover to Haxton Sword the one that they keep showing it's like a skull with like a snake going through the eyes or whatever uh-huh. it's not a snake it was a dick it's a dick <laughs> <laughs> just a big veiny dick and it was kind of like, it was like uh, like the Jason goes to hell cover a little bit where the snake is going through the eyes of the of the uh, mask except for it was a cop. I never I never noticed that the first time I watched it, I didn't notice it no, it wasn't I until this this one I was like uh, there's another dick <laughs> add it to the list of dicks in this movie there's so many of there's them there's a lot of dick in this movie. Um, and he, they end up coming across this sheet music, and because they're in a metal band, they decide to play this music, and it basically brings about the potential end of days. And that's kind of that that's, I know. Don't you hate that? 
I love it. It's <laughs> playing a Creed song, and then all of a sudden, fucking Rift opens up, and Eyeless Demon comes out. It's like, what the fuck? With arms wide open. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, they basically end up having to fight a bunch of demons, mm-hmm. and carnage ensues. Mm-hmm. New Zealand, I don't know what it is about them, and, like, amazing practical effects and, like, crazy gore. Yeah, I um, but, uh, between they both, do it right. Between both of these movies that we watched, like uh, Dead Alive, more so, and we'll get into it when we when we talk about it. But like New Zealand, I feel like New Zealand cinema just revolves around splatter. Like it just revolves around <laughs> effects and really disgusting everything. Yeah. Um, like there's two movies that I've I've literally felt sick watching, both of which were made by Peter Jackson, <laughs> and both of them are from New Zealand. Like, and it's it's just kind of crazy. It's it's almost like that's like what like at least the early films, and this is like maybe a nod to the early New Zealand films. Yeah. But they were very much that. Like they were that's, very much. That's kind of what I was picking up. Like I I, I watched Deathgasm, and then I I watched uh, I've seen Brain uh, Brain Dead. It is called Brain Dead, but uh, yes. I've seen Dead Alive before, and. Uh, but but rewatching it for this episode, I uh, I was I I just kept watching it and going, dude, Deathgasm was totally oh, yeah. a love letter to this movie. Sure. It had to be sure because it, it like some of the some of the kills were similar, mm-hmm. just the over the top blood spilling, like well, just buckets of blood flying. There's everywhere. a reason that there's a subgenre of 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 film. Uh, and granted, this is more Aussie than it is New Zealand, mm-hmm. but it's called Ozploitation. Mm-hmm. It's it's just Australia early Australian slash New Zealand films were very much just like these just crazy fucking movies like they were just off their rocker you know mm-hmm. and um, yeah I think I think you're absolutely right I think this is a little bit of a love letter to those those early uh, types of films from from that part of the world yeah for sure um, yeah I I think uh, one of the things that this movie does really well is for as crazy as the movie is and as crazy as these the setups for everything is you can kind of relate if you ever felt like a little bit of an outcast you can kind of relate to uh to brody like just yeah. walk like i was kind of that kid i wore the jacket with the patches all over it and i was like i was sort of the outcast kid when i was in high school i can sort of relate to like him not really fitting Ooh. in with conventional i know <laughs> jacket with patches i, I had blue liberty spikes and wore all, bla- <laughs> all black i was the goth kid <laughs> Like, you brought get... a dagger to school. <laughs> I tried to stab a guy. <laughs> he pushed me in front of a moving car, so it was well deserved. I yeah. didn't really try to stab him. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a scare tactic. Scare tactic. That's he all. Had it coming. <laughs> My point is always you can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can you can get a relate to the character though. You know, you can, yeah. you can get, you can, there's a little bit of a familiarity to the character. Which is a little, so there's a little heart underneath the surface of all the the blood and and gore and zombies. And oh that. yeah, for sure. I and uh, like like you said, I I can definitely. I didn't have blue liberty spikes and stuff, but I can relate to this in a way. Like, I grew up in Bad Axe, where it was, it, you either you either played football and more than likely lived on a farm, or <laughs> or you uh, you you skated and played music and uh, and. Lived on a got, farm got, <laughs> and, and lived on a farm. So, so, it, we, so we grind off that pig, bro. <laughs> you have to. The trick is you have to grease him up first. <laughs> well, Brody in the movie, he ends up like uh, aligning with the outcast himself. So like his friends, his two friends, mm-hmm. he has the um, 
the D and D. What's his name? Uh, the D and D. Oh, there's Dion and Giles. Yeah, Dion. Uh, yeah. Dion was a drummer, I believe. Or was it? Yes. Yeah, yeah Dion was right. a drummer. No, Gi- no, Dion was the. Um, we didn't watch this movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was, it was G- Giles was the drummer. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and, he aligns with like the kids who play D and D, and then like Giles is like you know the slightly overweight drummer, mm-hmm. and like those are those are like his peers. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. They All they outcast for different reasons. Sort yeah. of kind of came together. Yeah, and Zach too. I guess. Speaking of D and D. Oh yeah. I know that. Uh, I know that you partake. Yes. Yep. I, I I did. Did you watch the second season of uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. And 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 you watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to ask you, as a person who actually plays D and D, how do you feel like uh, like. I don't really know much about D and D. Like, yeah. do they do they get it right in the in the movies? Yeah, they do a pretty good job. I think uh, typically when D and D's brought up in different movies and, and TV shows, they they always kind of show like the negative aspects of it. Whereas for me, like I've been playing since I was like seventeen, so it's, and I'm thirty two now, so it's been <laughs> it's been a long time. But like, it's just it's fun more than anything. It's not like frustrating. We're not like yelling at each other. You're, like when you see it in movies, it's always like. Oh, you killed me! You 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 rolled. Uh, you weren't allowed to do that. You know the dungeon master is like a dick always, and you know. The, you, I have a different viewpoint. Of, uh, do you guys use uh, like voices and accents and stuff? I do. I use a lot of different. <laughs> yeah. Most people it's don't. Very theatrical. Yeah, like do I've you, had a bunch of different characters. With do you keep the same? Like, so you don't you don't always use the same character? No. Um, it depends. Like we run multiple campaigns simultaneously, so <laughs> one. DM or Dungeon Master, that's what it sounds like. He runs like a, a straight up D and D type campaign. So uh-huh. you know, it's like you know, it's in the this the realm of of Lord of the Rings, for lack of a better term. Like you know, elves, dwarves, humans, and you're rolling die twenty sets. You know, you, uh-huh. like there's different die used in uh, Deathgasm. Like at one point, they shoot a out of a out of a paintball gun. They shoot a D <laughs> a D twelve. Uh, oh, is it D twelve? Yeah. And then they're rolling D20s and stuff. And then another guy, he runs a vampire-themed campaign. I just which have purple he, pills stuck in my head. You told, you, actually, you told me, and I'm, I'm just remembering now, you told me about this a long time ago, that you ran, somebody. you, you guys were running like a vampires and werewolves campaign. Yeah, I ran I like, werewolf I, at one point. I kind of yeah. want to play D&D now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, you know. It's, it's just like you're assuming a character and you're rolling dice to determine the outcome and... It's just fun, you know. The whole time you're laughing with your friends, eating junk food, and you now know. would you would you say that D and D is the gateway drug to LARPing? No, you know, <laughs> I to each their own. I'm not a friend. I'm not a a, a fan of LARPing, um, but people are. You know, they have you ever done it? No. no. After no. watching the movie Role Models. Yeah, I was like, that's badass. Dude, I want to go out in the field and hit people honestly, with swords. I, honestly, I, I I think I could LARP. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the other D and D is probably more of a gateway to uh, LARPing. <laughs> What's that? Dicks and dongs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't offend our listenership. Darkon. What if we have any LARPers in the audience? You just they're lost like, them. They're like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I do like dicks and tongs. There is a great um, documentary about role playing called Darkon. It's a it's a it's a documentary, so it's mm-hmm. not you know 
it's not made up. It's about actual people who LARP, and it gives you a better understanding of it. And when you hear them kind of from their perspective explain it, it you're like, okay, I get it. I'm not into it, but I get it. You know. Yeah, I saw this documentary on role playing once, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't necessarily into it, but I get it. <laughs> they were playing uh, different movie. They different were playing movie. plumber and uh, chick who gets railed by the plumber. Could <laughs> have lay you some pipe. <laughs> I'm questioning his credentials as a plumber. He's, he's like, fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> he has gonorrhea. <laughs> That's part of his character. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's get back to this yeah, movie. There's D&D in this movie. It's a good movie. Sorry, I had to bring it up real quick. No, no, it's good. Um, yeah, so anyway, you get uh, you, you just get this, uh, this, this crazy ragtag group of people out slaying demons mm-hmm. in yeah. the, the funnest ways. The one dude, uh, uh, Dion, at one point, they all have weapons, and he's wearing those Hulk hands. What are you going to do with They're that? like soft pillows. What are you going to do? I loved it. So did, funny. Did you get the idea, too, that um, that that uh, Jason Howden, uh, J- Jason Lee Howden, he was sort of poking fun at the metal community, too? Like, in a lot of it. Like, there's a part where, like, they're totally serious, and they're going on, they're causing all this mischief, and they burn Hail Satan into a grass. But did you look how it was spelled? It was misspelled. Yeah. It's Hail Satan. Right. <laughs> like, they can't even spell Satan, right? Oh, like, yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, like, he's saying a lot of these people, like, oh, yeah, Hail Satan. They don't even know what the fuck Satan yeah, is. Right. Like, they're all posers. Like, I feel like that was kind of like a, a little bit of a well, jot to that, you know? And I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think he was trying to out them as posers so much as he was trying to say, like... Metalheads are just normal dudes, you know. Like, like the the scene where uh, the scene where Brody and uh, and uh, what the hell's her name? Miranda? Was that yeah. Her? No, it was uh, Medina. M- Medina. 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 That's it. Funky cold Medina. Uh, the scene where like they go out they go out for an ice cream cone and he's wearing corpse paint. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just sitting there having like just this nice uh, this nice conversation between the two of them two of them but he's wearing corpse paint the whole time. I think it was just trying to get a, a point uh, get the point across that like metalheads like everybody views them as these totally weird outcasts but they're just they're pretty normal people who like yeah. to they just have they just have uh, more vivid imaginations, or what? we have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he even says that in that scene. He's he's describing why he likes metal so much. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you know, your life sucks. This is the I'm paraphrasing, but basically, your life sucks. You have all this pent up rage, and then you can listen to something, and, and it's, it's created by somebody who feels exactly the same yeah. way that you do. You can relate to it. Yeah, it's and, actually pretty a good a pretty good paraphrase considering it was like word for word. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of like it's the same thing with kind of like anything that anybody's into. Though people yeah. get into things for for largely I mean, different but largely the same reasons you're looking yeah. for acceptance in whatever group that you're into well, doing like yeah, it's always with music for us not necessarily death metal but like LARPing. like me like i was a i was a larping yeah. uh, not to not D&D, to f- you can become an orc yeah. because you 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 Why like not? orcs not to <laughs> fall not to fall completely off the deep end here but look at like look at juggalos yeah, like they 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 go like have you ever watched American Juggalo? No, that doc. Ooh. It's a twenty three minute. It's a twenty three minute documentary on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have to watch it. Okay, it is. It's it's mind blowing. The Dark Carnival. I'm but, the Dark Carnival. But the the Can I have one what, of these? what's that? Can I have one of these? Oh, dude, yeah. Bruce Help yourself. Oh, dude, they're for um, you. Oh. All of them are uh, for you. All like, of the beers are for you. Like it starts, <laughs> it starts off almost kind of like making fun of the people, and then by the end of it, it's still, it's still kind of making fun of them. Well, but there's like, but they realize like there's people who are there's lawyers 
Sure. And there's dentists. Right. Well, and yeah, there's stay at home there's stay at home dads and they're painted faces yeah. like juggalos and they're like they're into this stuff just because they they found a place where they fit in and that's kind of what this not to stay off topic but but you're right it's 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 actually probably as much as i love to um and i hope we're not offending anybody by this but like it's kind of a funny look at the whole juggalo phenomenon the whole sure, like uh, yeah. you know the culture or whatever um i think well, even well, people i think people that are even a part of it can admit there's some people that are a little over the top when it comes to it well i um, i think uh, i think the entire thing is for most people, is a little bit tongue in cheek, right? I mean, I, I, I hope so. Is, is that offensive? <laughs> yeah, I hope not. No, I don't like, think so. I don't know. Like, if but, anybody wants to does, correct me, go ahead. That documentary, though, what it does, though, <laughs> is it shows that um, it's it's almost like it's 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 trying to make fun of it, but it also exposes a different side to it. To where, yes, these people have crazy life habits, and and they're not always the most well uh rounded well-rounded individuals, individuals. <laughs> but that be at the end of the day though they all have decent intentions yeah you know well yeah, I, it's not malicious. I mean i mean the, 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 like, we're talking about the we're talking about the family gathering for juggalos for way too long here <laughs> but but it like they never should like nobody fights at that thing no yeah. there's no like there's no violence there's no i'm not getting unless... into a fight where i can pay a girl a dollar <laughs> to see her tits <laughs> okay i'm i'm sorry i'm not i'm not fighting anybody <laughs> Most places it costs at least five. You know whose tits I want to see? Medina's. Ooh. Full circle. Full circle. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it back because and she's uh, almost thirty, so that's totally okay. It's to cool, say. man. She's not she doesn't, look, cool. she doesn't look like it. But rest, she rest assured, Mike jumped on the internet as fast as he possibly could I, I as soon as he got a boner. I to make sure. That this was a real boner, not a fear boner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is this boner okay or not? <laughs> All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about um, let's talk about the let's get into the kills in this movie yeah. a little bit because there's some there's some classic kills. There's yeah, I mean the it's the the highlight of this movie is the gore, and it's kind of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's very much like Evil Dead or like Dead Alive. It's 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 very much it's about the kills. It's yeah. about the you have people, you have blood. That's kind of all you need for it. Um, we talked about the dildo kills, yeah, which I'm a big, big fan of, and even the kills because they're. Fun. <laughs> you need to isolate that clip there. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, there's a there's a part where they're in the house and they find they find in uh, in Brody's aunt and uncle's room. They yeah, they strict this Christian giant. Like, these very these very pious people. Yeah. They just, this they massive a... double sided giant black donger. <laughs> And then like like foot long double sided like anal beads. Yeah, and Brody's like, oh yeah, I think they're uh, rosary or something. <laughs> These aren't even like anal beads either. They're like <laughs> anal softballs. They're fucking gigantic. And then Zach whips like the 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 giant black dildo, the three foot long dildo, it, at his face, and it goes <laughs> into his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, men. <laughs> he just it's like, like, oh. Brody turns toward him, and it's in his mouth already. He's like, oh, oh, oh. God. <laughs> Immediately following that too, they bust out of the door, dildo and anal beads in hand, <laughs> yeah. and it, they have this slow motion yeah. fight scene where the, the, the dildo's bouncing off like the, the demon's face, <laughs> and the demon's like reacting to it, like, like whoa, 
like it's a... <laughs> oh, but then, but then it stops and then realizes you're not. They're not doing anything. It's yeah. literally a dildo bouncing <laughs> off their face. Like so, so Brody runs out and gets the chainsaws, which is you know obviously a callback to Evil Dead. Sure, sure. Comes back in, uh, lays a little bit of waste, and <laughs> except for the ant is still alive, and Zach ends up killing her with a with a two shot. Yeah. To either side of the head. With Double dongers. One, one, one <laughs> is it two vibrators? No, one, one's one, a donger, one's a vibrator, because one the one the side still spins. One, one, is, like a rabbit. One, one is the rabbit vibrator, so it's just spinning in her head. It has a little offshoot thing. I don't know what that it's, is. It's for tickling the clip. <laughs> okay. And then he, and then uh, Brody walks out of the room for a second and comes back in, and Zach has... Reposition the aunt and the uncle so it looks like they're 69. <laughs> and he's like, no, they just feel that way. <laughs> and then the best the best part, of, like, dude, I actually rewound this like several times because I thought it was so funny. Uh, uh, Brody's dickhead cousin, you haven't seen him in a while. And he busts into the room, like he walks into the he walks into the house and he's not possessed. And he doesn't know what's going on, and he walks in, and he sees his parents dead, <laughs> 69 each other, and he goes, he, he starts to go, what the fuck? And before he can get fuck out, Brody steps up and cuts his head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> and Zach's out of nowhere. Zach's, and then just sits back down very calmly next to Zach, and Zach's just like, dude, I don't think he was, I don't think he was possessed. And he's like, oh, yeah. No, he, he walked in and he started to say something about Satan. And, uh, you know, you didn't hear it. That's <laughs> just a good like, impression. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what we were talking about this earlier, too, is uh, Tank and I were talking about it, like the New Zealand accent. There's mm. something about the New Zealand accent. It's not, it sounds a little bit like an Australian accent, mm. but there's some very, there's some very different uh, sort of inflections. And for some reason, the New Zealand accent is the, it's the coolest, but it's also the funniest as far as like comedic timing yep. and deli- well, like line delivery. It's so about funny. A lot of movies from New Zealand, like Housebound, yeah. for House example, is another yeah, one where it's like that movie works. It's it's a it's a ghost story about mm. this girl's oh, house arrest. Oh, it's so good. I think it's, it's on Netflix. Did you so watch good. it? So good. But the deliveries, it's like that comedic timing mixed with that, right. that New Zealand Aus- or uh, or Kiwi accent. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's. I knew I was gonna do it once. I was gonna say Aussie. I knew I was gonna do it once. <laughs> but no, mixed with that accent, it's just comedy. Cool. Or, or like their, the, their, their their delivery is just like or, or like flight awesome. of the flight of the Concords oh, yeah. for yeah, people hilarious. who don't you know like uh, that's Jermaine Clement is just hilarious and Brit. Yeah, and he's uh, um, he's in that What We Do in the Shadows movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they, oh, I think, yeah. he I, I think that, yeah. that's I think that's all. It's that whole cast is from New Zealand, yeah. aren't they? I, I gotta think, watch I that think movie. So. I don't know much about it. I've I heard think so. so many good things about that movie. I gotta check it out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Most of my notes about this movie are about dicks and dildos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there there was a there was a point where they like I said uh, it kind of reminded me of Dead Rising. And they kind of they put together some makeshift weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the weapons they put together actually looks like something from Dead Rising. It's a it's a weed whacker with, with a, a length with a length of barbed wire yeah. sticking yeah. off. But it. what does he do with it? He barb he barbed wire chops off a guy's dick. And then, oh yeah, <laughs> he did. He went right for the dick. More dicks. <laughs> this, this, this this dude shows up with this huge uncircumcised dick. <laughs> oh god, and, this is so gross. And he and he chops it off. And then no the offense first, to people with uncircumcised dicks. Oh well, yeah. No, I'm just not. Used, <laughs> I'm just not used to it. That's all. And uh, and and then Zach walks up to him and says, "Well, you're really good at whacking whacking guys off." Dude. <laughs> 
that's what I love about this whole movie. Like, there's not this, this movie was basically made for adults with like yeah. the, the the humor of a thirteen year old. Exactly. Like, it for really as, is. For as serious as it gets, every single like serious scene ends with somebody just cracking wise about something, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. I loved so. when uh, Brody's douche um, cousin mm-hmm. uh, like wrecked his room. He um, he sprayed spray painted something on one of his posters. It said, "Brody drinks jizz." <laughs> he, that douche uh, cousin, he killed it. He was such oh, a douche. Yeah, like, he's such an asshole. Yeah. And his friend who, yeah, he became like a gnarly uh, like gnarly demon, like a quasi like sentient demon. You I know? I loved how uh, like it was kind of right after the possession of the entire town when they, after they played this song and. Brody's standing in the bathroom at high school and like he doesn't think it's weird at all yeah. that this weird like uh, his 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 idiot cousin's friend comes floating up right. next to him like he doesn't walk up next to him he just kind of floats into, <laughs> into and he's got this demon voice and he's talking about Alof like drinking his blood and swallowing his soul and then Brody's just like yeah okay dude <laughs> and, yeah, and no then he deal. floats away and then he floats back into frame, and he's like, "Did I mention he's gonna gargle your or like roast your nuts over an open fire?" He's like, "No, you didn't mention that." <laughs> and then he just floats away again, and Brody's just like completely oblivious to the fact that there's anything wrong. Yeah, it's hilarious. I need to make mention too that uh, the uh, the dream sequences are all amazing. Well, there's two of them, and they're both amazing. Mm-hmm. It's oh, just, it's yeah. Him, it's, it's, it's Brody, <laughs> oh and then at the end, uh, Medina, yeah. Yeah. On, the, on the top of a mountain with, like, <laughs> lesbians at their feet, <laughs> just cranking guitars, and, and the one with Brody, he just looks down at one of the girls, just laser eyes her top off. Like, what the Yeah, <laughs> she has a top on, and then it just, he laser eyes it <laughs> as, off. As soon as the top comes off, you just hear, like, uh, like the... <laughs> the choirs. Like the, like the omnipresent metal choir going, <laughs> Metal is the way! <laughs> It's so good. And the and the wipes in this movie, like the scene to scene wipes, there was it was never just like a it was never just like a cut to black or like a fade to anything. They would they would put like lyrics up on the screen yeah. and like um uh, the one that stood out to me the most was t- between two scenes. <laughs> I know it just exactly flashed, what you're talking about. It flashed on the screen that said metal up your butthole. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? Oh, it was so cool. Yep. Well, we could probably talk about this movie all night. Really but we should I will move say this on. though: yeah. uh, they're right behind Brody's bed in yeah. his room. Uh, there's a poster from a band called Battlecross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Battlecross is from Canton, Michigan. They're, oh, they're really? From, they're from they're right in our neighbors. Yeah. No shit. That's they, cool. They they're bang, uh, dude. Michigan boys. That's which awesome. Is, which is pretty cool to show up in like a, a New Zealand movie. Absolutely. Um, I speaking of bands too, I will say this: I think um, uh, uh, Jason Lee Howden must love Trivium. Mm. Because Trivium is everywhere. Do you remember where Trivium came Trivium came from? They were on that Battle of the Bands show. Really? Yeah. I, I like don't that's, remember that. That's where, they, that's, that's where they first gained recognition. There was a it was a it was on like a, a, it might have been on MTV or something, but it was a it was a huge national battle of the bands and Trivium was one of the bands that got into like the top three. Hmm. Interesting. That's, I that's know where that. they gained notor- notoriety. It's kind of um, weird. But in the movie though, there's there's like, <clears throat> I think two posters in his room. Mm-hmm. He's got a big prominent patch right here. It's on one of the records he pulls out. Yeah. It's on, uh, it, there, there, it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Trivium everywhere in this movie. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The only, uh, only other thing I want to mention, speaking of bands, is um, they mentioned the band Anal Cunt in this? In this, have you ever guys listened to that band before? No, uh, no. It's amazing. It is. It's. It's not what you think it is <laughs> at all. It makes you want to. And um, 
Cannibal Corpse. I've never oh, really yeah. listened to Cannibal Corpse. I listened to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, I listened to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, listen to Cannibal it's, Corpse. It's, it's whatever. Is I it mean, grindcore? It's just, yeah, it's just noise for the most part. Right. I've, I've got two things to mention, and yes, I am going to do it like this. Like with the metal horns, uh, because of the movie that we're talking about, two, <laughs> two, two, two things to mention. Um, uh, I forgot the second one, so I'm gonna go with the first one. Uh, oh no, the the second one I do remember, and I'm gonna say it. if if we're talking about metal music, we should probably mention that if you haven't listened to the new Cradle of Filth album, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so. Good. It is awesome. It is so nice. I purchased it twice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And uh, the second thing I wanted to mention is uh, proof, hardcore proof, that Mike will never get a girl, even as a lead singer, because Medina says, at the end of this movie, I don't know, I just can't stand Mike cupping. (laughs) (laughs) She says it, it's there. Damn it. Now you know the opinion of hot girls, they don't like Mike cupping. So pull your hand away from the top of the mic and pull the mic away from your face and be a man. I just, I just, I guess I'm just destined to be alone forever because it's never gonna a, happen. Do you still do it even I, now? It's, it's a comfort thing. It's oh, like, for God it's like sake. how a guitar player holds his pick or how you hold your sticks when you play. No, yeah, like, we, it's no, more. We, of, let's we, take, we, let's take the thing that the sound is supposed to go into <laughs> and let's cover it. <laughs> That'd be like put Tank putting his hands on all the spots he's supposed to hit the drumsticks on the drum. Shut up, I hate you Let's guys. Let's put tape all over our guitar strings so we don't hit anything. I hate you guys so much. That's the uh, that's the that's the the end of the story of Deathgasm. Mike sucks, and we're gonna move on. All right, uh, I want you, uh, you guys start on Dead Alive. Yeah, I'm gonna take a research break. Dang, Mike, that was a fast research break. Yeah, you, you are so quick. Uh, you're I gotta, skilled. I mean, you research so quick. Tur- turbo bladder. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dead Alive from 1992. Right? 92? Really? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Dang. I, I think wrote, 93 in the U.S. Is it? At least. Yeah. I, I, I wrote down 1986. I'm pretty sure I guessed. Why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I guessed. <laughs> Did you really write down 1986? <laughs> I think I wrote down because I was going to see if I was right, and then I never went back to check it. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done. What a J-case. All right. Uh, All right. So, uh, Dead Alive slash Brain Dead. Have you guys ever seen the Brain Dead cut? No. Uh, no. A couple extended scenes, from my understanding. I have a uh, composite VHS that is basically the it's the it's it's Dead Alive, but then it has like the really crappy VHS Brain Dead cuts mixed into it. Yeah. It's a composite between the two different versions. Yeah. And so it's the full thing. Um, when I watched it, aside from the. Um, quality differences in, in the films because you go from DVD to quality to, right. to VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not too much different. I think it's mostly extended scenes from what I remember. I watched it uh, a few years back. Uh, Anything significant, though? Not that I'm recalling. I think it's just longer. I think some of the scenes are just a little bit longer. Probably more gore, if you can possibly imagine that <laughs> at the end. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, I'm going to start off by saying... Uh, well, first, I'll, I'll give a... Uh, what are you looking for? I would, I would love something to wet my whistle. Would you like a Bud Light or a Blue Moon White IPA or a Blue Moon White IPA? I'll take the Blue Moon White IPA. Which one? Uh, <laughs> door number two. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's a twist. <laughs> oh, um, yes. uh, so here's a quick synopsis. A young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran 
Not Sumerian. Maybe Sumatran. I'm looking at Maybe right. Sumerian. Wait, Sumatran wait. rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. That's a way better synopsis than way we better. got for the last <laughs> to the well, point. They, well, they had an extra, what, 20 years to get it right on this <laughs> one. <laughs> it's very so, um, the first thing I want to say is this is uh, the, the cover art for this one is one of the most recognizable from my youth. Yeah, like the, video, like, uh, like seeing the, in the video store. Yeah, like the VHS cover of the the the, the woman pulling her lips apart and this and the skull underneath. Which might I say has nothing to do with the movie. That's very true. Yeah, it really doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, unless you considered it, I've, the baby, scene, the baby, maybe, the baby, maybe. Scene. Yeah. yeah, it's it, that's a stretch though. Well, of the mouth. Well. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this was directed by Peter Jackson. The yes, the Peter Jackson. That Peter Jackson. Which I think most people, especially people that listen to our show and are horror fans, I think most people have seen Dead Alive. It's 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 a pretty, it's a pretty popular, you know, uh, cult classic. Yeah, yeah, uh, among, amongst horror fans, I think most people have probably seen it. But if if you haven't, if you're if you're not as big of a horror fan and you're only familiar with Peter Jackson through Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or King Kong, the or, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Wait, he, wait. Nobody. <laughs> he should have done that, actually. He did. He did a Dungeons wait. and Dragons movie with Damon Wayne, or one of the Wayne's brothers. I don't remember which Wayne's brother. Yeah, it's really bad. Wait, it's, Peter Jackson did that movie? Yeah. When did the. Wow, when really? It, I, remember the, I remember when that movie came out. It looked terrible. Yeah, when did it, it come out? Uh, probably late 90s, early 2000s, maybe. No, not early 2000s. It's probably late 90s. All right, well, while you're looking that up, most people know Peter Jackson from his big blockbusters. Like, he's an amazing filmmaker. Are you talking. He directed it? I don't know. I don't know. I think he. I thought he directed it. All right, continue. He was continue with your. There will be a correction here. I'm sensing it. His his uh, filmography though before Lord of the Rings, they're just batshit crazy <laughs> Kiwi movies. Like like you would never in a million years look at his early work and think yes this is the guy that can make a three three hour epics, three hour cut epics. Yeah. They're four and a half hours a piece if you watch the uh, extended versions. Right. Like, you'd never think this guy would be even remotely possible to make these huge movies. Um, I mean, even in Dead Alive, you, you, you get a glimpse of his filmmaking talent, but she does, because for as batshit crazy as the movie is, it flows really well. Yeah. He's got a very good eye for, for how a movie should progress and, and whatnot. Well, I was, I was thinking about that as, as I was watching it, and, and we watch, I, on occasion, we watch some pretty shitty movies. Sure. And, uh, and there's, reason, there's a reason that one of many reasons that sh- that movies are shitty is that you don't uh you don't develop your characters at all sure and for uh well i guess the the budget on this was 3 million which was that's a pretty decent budget for back in the day though it's a pretty but it's a low budget. it's a pretty fast paced movie sure and uh and it really gets to the meat of the movie pretty quickly but by by the time you get to the meat of the movie you already have a handful of characters who are pretty well rounded sure and 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 he only takes, he only takes a, like a, a few minutes, to to be able to round out these characters. It's you know, very, and, it's and, very fleshed out though. Even even at first, quick as it moves. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's very yeah. pre- it's very precise filmmaking. Even for for a movie like this, which is it's it's a pretty ridiculous movie. But by the time you get into the meat of the movie, it's you know everybody pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, and you care about the characters, right? Too. And you care about them, and that's that's good filmmaking. Like it's uh, it's it's a testament to what a good director he is because you don't really you don't need 
You don't need a ton of, ton of time to flesh out these characters. You can do it in just a few minutes uh -huh. and, and make your audience care about the characters without, you know, without really, like, dragging it out. Uh -huh. But so many movies that we watch are so shitty because they never take the time to make you care about any, any of the characters at all. When it's so simple. You know? Yeah. Well, like, maybe it's not simple. I mean, maybe that's why Peter Jackson is so good. Oh, and, and the characters... Because he can do it. But. And these characters, it's not like these characters necessarily anything special. Like Ly like Lionel, the, the main character, he's just kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of a bumbling mama's boy. Like, there's not a whole lot to his character, yet you care about him. Right. right. Like, you legitimately care about You're him. You kind of feel him. for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Paquita, she's just kind of like this lonely little shop girl you know and she meets this person and suddenly because of the uh the, like the tarot cards this is supposed to be the man of her dreams and you you suddenly get this whole like background of her of how she's been waiting for this her whole life and like it's 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 not necessary but it's there you know and you yeah. just kind of you care about the characters yeah you? you definitely do you're you're rooting for him you want him to succeed and all of this crazy shit's happening and and yeah, you really don't have... Was he involved? Uh, are you... Well, f uh, I'm still looking it up, but okay. are there any David Tennant fans in the, in yeah. the house? Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I got a... Like, I got, I got David kind of Tennant a, and Jessica Jones. I got kind of a David Tennant vibe from uh, I see from it. Lionel, you know? I can see it. I, mostly just because he sort of looks like him. I can see it. You know? Do you think it was the, the doctor in disguise? <laughs> That's exactly what I think, actually. <laughs> evil evil let's, doctor. Let's jump into that theory a little bit. No, go ahead. I'm still looking up this uh, to find out if Peter Jackson was involved like in I'm, Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like I'm full of shit now. I'm, I'm <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, it was directed by Courtney Sullivan. It was written by Topper, Lillian, and Carol Cartwright. Where the fuck did I come up with that? I don't I know, hope. man. I, I'm, I'm going to look at producer credits. Maybe he was like a he was. grip. <laughs> <laughs> he just... That, that must be it. Uh, All assistant, right, anyway, assistant to Mr. Wayans. Is that, is, is that his credit? <laughs> well, there's there's no Wayans in it. There's uh, re Oh, yeah, there is. Marlon Wayans. There he yeah. is. Okay. Jeremy Irons was in it. How do, I don't even think I've ever heard of this movie. Yeah, I remember seeing previews for it when it was first coming out. I thought it looked awful. Yeah, it's bad. It's from 2000. I don't know. Maybe uh, he's not involved. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. There's a, there's I a, apologize, <laughs> listeners of the Buzzkill podcast, <laughs> for embarrassing myself. You're never invited back again. Um, All right. I thought Peter Jackson right. So, <laughs> if there's one thing that Peter Jackson does well, and this is apparent throughout a lot of his earlier work, and even like Lord of the Rings, that man handles viscous, viscousy liquids very well. Oh, <laughs> or very terribly, depending on your, your outlook at it. Oh, there's so... There's just viscous on everything. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's um, it the custard scene. Oh, like I, that's I even, the yeah. scene. That's the scene that is the second scene that you makes know, me sort of like you know what it I is to swallow a little bit. You know every what? Time. It's, it's not even like so so uh, so Lionel's mother gets bit by this rat monkey and uh, and gets super infected and and she's just. She's, you know, kind of yeah. She's it's a like mess. She's kind of in the in the in the in the first stages of rotting. Yeah. And the uh, th these two representatives from this women's league come over because they've decided to make her like the. Uh, well, it's 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 the it's the president and and her husband that come over. Right. And and so they come over for a meal, and she, she's just kind of just sitting at the end of the table. Like dying. having having, just having tremors and like <laughs> oozing from her face and stuff and and Lionel's trying to like cover it up the entire time. The husband is completely oblivious to everything that's going <laughs> on because he's just enjoying the meal. Yeah. And the uh, and and 
it's not even so much like I can handle the the pus and the uh, the secretions and stuff. It's more the way the way Peter Jackson handles sound, yes. the sound design. Yes. And I yes. think it's I think it's the same thing as like you've always talked about that scene in Bad Taste. Where you couldn't you couldn't it's handle the slurping sound of them drinking the vomit the like. uh, the Ro- the Robert's bouquet scene <laughs> where they're slurping the vomit and it's I got a chunk oh I got a chunky bit <laughs> and I don't think it's so much like the idea Tank's face is just <laughs> I don't beautiful right now <laughs> I don't think it's so much like the 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 idea of them slurping up vomit it's the slurping sounds themselves it's exactly what it is and to me watching the, like rewatching this scene with the because the the the, the guy is like, oh, what, no pudding? And, and they bring out custard, and her her arm wound, like, spurts into his custard. And it's yep. every little bit of sound in that scene, because I was watching, I was, I was wearing headphones when I was watching oh, this. Oh, that'd be even worse. <laughs> every little bit of sound, like, even even the sound of the, the spoon clinking in the bowl was yep. unsettling to me. And then you can hear his teeth scrape on the spoon oh, as he's yeah. slurping up this custard filled with pus. Yeah, because he closes his oh. eyes before oh, he yep, gets yep. the spoonful. And, and I was just uh, like, I was sitting, Rich and creamy, just <laughs> oh, the way I like oh, it. so rich and creamy. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. And the second time around, when her, when his mother's ear falls off <laughs> into her own pudding, and she eats and it, she eats it, and, and like her earring, she like spits the earring yeah, out at the end. So gross! Like she's just like, oh my god, it was so gross. Oh, second time awesome. around, especially, it was disgusting. It's yeah. a, like I, I, I still, I still am like in awe sometimes about the fact. Like my first exposure to Peter Jackson was probably the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. At least my first exposure to him where I actually knew who he was. Sure, sure. And then going back and watching Bad Taste and watching this movie, I I, I almost like didn't believe that it was the same it's crazy. director who and did he, um, these I, movies. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he, uh, Peter Jackson has two cameos in this movie. Oh, no way. He's uh, the... Uh, he's the um, he's the coroner's assistant. He's the coroner's assistant yeah. when they're prepping her for the funeral. Oh, okay. uh, The one that eats the sandwich oh, after, after yeah, yeah, yeah. bodily fluids squirrel over it and he eats it. <laughs> um, but I, I'm pretty sure he's also the guy that's trying to get the rat monkey in the very beginning that dies. It gets like, his arms chopped off. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's Peter Jackson, too. I could be wrong. Um, and maybe that's a correction for next week. But I'm pretty sure they're both him. I don't think it is, but... I'm just gonna go Wait, with and, you on this one. Well, the one reason for I'm right saying it is because when I was watching it uh, earlier today, I remember going, "Oh, there's his cameo in the very, very beginning." But then, like later on, I go, "Oh, wait, there's Peter Jackson." Yeah. And I'm, I thought that he might have played both, hmm. unless I, I thought it was just the coroner's assistant. But we'll we'll figure that. Yeah, out. we'll figure it out. Um, I, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, speaking of uh, like the mother, so so the mother at this point she's <laughs> falling apart, and he doesn't know what to do. So he locks her locks her in the basement, and that spreads to a whole bunch of other people. Uh, including the uh, the priest from the town, yes, who who kicks ass for yeah. the Lord. I was gonna <laughs> say, I wrote that down. I was gonna quote. say, let's talk about the priest for a second because th- th- this guy's so awesome. Hey, well, first of all, he's such a dick in the beginning because he's he's he just wants to get the whole from thing. Personal over experience, with. I will say, it's very accurate. <laughs> priest, very accurate. Priests can be dicks, <laughs> um, but he's he's just like this. I couldn't tell if it was a wig or not. He's like this weird, like silver fox-looking dude, and he's such an asshole at first. But then, as soon as he figures out what's going on with like these zombified bodies, <laughs> I love before the before you get to the 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 kick-ass part. Uh-huh. He when he first comes outside, the goes, 
this looks like it needs some divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts like going straight kung fu on these on these it's on these ass. Walking Dead. Oh, and uh, and then he drops a line, "I kick ass for the Lord," which it's is just one of gold. the greatest signs. You might hear that at the end of this episode, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to spoil the fun, Michael. I um, I don't know. I I love his character. He, I I almost want to see like a whole movie about him, <laughs> and then just like end it at like when he like meets up with them, you know. Con- uh, but cons- be- considering probably nothing before this has happened to him that was really that interesting it would probably be a pretty boring movie we don't know that well i guess he had to learn his kung fu somewhere exactly yeah okay kung fu priest yeah <laughs> kung, fu, he, kung fu priest he p- probably lost his virginity to another um kung fu priest <laughs> no no in the movie in the movie he has sex with uh, oh, the nurse yeah. oh it's right he does well, he, oh well he broke his cel- his vow of celibacy yeah yep with another zombie nurse yeah there is a zombie baby in this movie, oh my and God. it's a the zombie baby is the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, like, we, like put to film ever. We learned a lot. We learned that um, <laughs> <laughs> we learned that uh, demon babies uh, mature at a, at a staggering rate um, of less than twenty four hours um, after conception. So it's true. It's true. One of my favorite scenes in this entire movie is um, so the the. He he's basically keeping these four zombies in his house, and he's kind of taking care of them. He can't bring himself to kill them, and two of them, the priest and the nurse, end up banging. She basically goes through her entire gestation period within <laughs> yeah. like five hours and gives birth to this baby. It's, it's how zombies do it, man. <laughs> and and Lionel for some reason decides that he he needs to treat it like a real baby, so he takes it out in a perambulator and like and takes it out for a walk in the park. <laughs> so except for he's got it caged in with with barbed wire. Barbed wire. He keeps like biting them. <laughs> but my favorite part is when the baby gets loose. And he finally gets a hold of it. <laughs> There's all these people, like all these old women on park benches looking at him. And he's just beating the shit out of this baby. Like, he's trying to get it under control, so he's slamming its head on the swing <laughs> set. fight a full-on fight with a baby. <laughs> and yeah. just, like, slamming it on the ground and stuff. And all these women are just like, oh. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say that, but I was like, my favorite part of this movie, my favorite, my favorite moment in this movie is while he's beating the crap out of this baby, there's a drunk dude off to the side. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah! Like, he's, he's, like, he's, like, cheering on this guy who's beating a baby and beat the shit out of him. Oh, oh, I was dying when I saw this. So funny. We'll dub the homeless man Gordon. Uh, <laughs> this movie, this movie keeps one upping itself. I feel like, like it, it really does. Like the grossness really starts. I mean, the, there's some gross parts with the the monkey rat infection, yep. like Which, biting people. Oh, real quick, awesome real quick. Stop that motion, stop motion is we're dude, we're we are insane. Yeah. Um, dude, that stop motion's incredible. I love good like. Good yet crappy stop motion in yeah. movies. Like there's just something about it. Like, well, having like I mean, because you know, back with the uh, um, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Ray Harryhausen. Yes. I like that was you know that was the golden age of stop motion, yeah. and and it looked and it looked good and appropriate in that setting. But you have this kind of stop motion. It's that similar style of stop motion, but in a movie, uh, you know. Years removed from from that golden yeah. age, and so it's way still, more slime. Yeah, well, it just it's still it's it's like good stop motion, 
but it's it's bad at the same time but because it's, it's, it's in a more modern setting. It's appropriate for the type of film that it is too. Though, yeah, like, yeah. Like, for you sure. ever watch those those like um those combination like videos online, or whatever, where it's like, oh, this is like the top ten or twenty best like creatures or whatever, and you'll see these movies where it's like, what movie is this? That's stop motion or that creature. This movie has like every single. You could do like twenty shots from this movie alone. Yeah, and it's like that because of the puppetry, the stop motion, the the effects, the giant big titted mom monster <laughs> at the end. Like like it's it's well, everything. That's the thing. It, it, it had a little bit of everything, and it's funny that they went with stop motion for the rat monkey, considering they went with puppetry for almost everything yeah. else, and in. I, I thought I, it, was a, I it was a cool that, choice. I think it's a great choice. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It looked so good. Um, what, I can't remember why we brought that up. Um, <laughs> it just continually con- continuously gets more. Oh yeah, gross. It just keeps one upping yeah. itself, like the pudding scene, Ugh. and then from there it's just downhill. I mean, they just. His mom just keeps falling apart and just gets, getting more grotesque. And she gets literally the, the falling part, apart. The part, where, <laughs> the part where she gets over embalmed. Yeah. So she just yeah. oh, fucking explodes. And then the coroner comes over and just like pushes her eyes back into the socket. And... <laughs> he puts his fingers on her eyes and then punches yeah. his hand. <laughs> and they pop back into her head. <laughs> the gross uncle. You know, I was going to ask you guys about, oh, about the... Uh, I love the uncle. He's yeah, like, he's, he, I think he might be my favorite character. He's one Pretty of the great. most grotesque uncle. aspects of the entire movie. <laughs> uncle Les. presence. The, am I the only one that thought that he kind of had a Donald Trump thing going on? And I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not saying that politically. Like, no, he no, kind of yeah. had like, a Trump thing yeah. going on. It was, the t- it was the toupee. Probably. It's probably what it was. What I didn't understand... Like, he ends up kind of being, like, a badass. Like, he ends up, like, defeating a lot of the infected, fucked up... Yeah. Know, what would you call these? They're not really, they're not really zombies. Yeah. Are, like, are they? I don't know. They're... I don't Almost, know. They have like super strength, though. What do you kinda, call? Right? What do you call the people in like cabin fever? They're well, diseased. Actually, they're, they're actually the one guy. Uh, his name is Void in the movie. Yeah. He actually caught like when when the mom first pops up out of the grave and grabs him by the dick. He calls her a zombie. Yeah, but he goes, they, oh, it's a zombie. But she was never dead, though. She was just infected. So well, I don't know really how you would go with this. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the people in the people in uh, Twenty Eight Days Later aren't ever officially dead but they still call them zombies right That's do they true, ever call them like, zombies yeah, in the movie they, they, maybe they're, not they're i don't know referred to as well least, we, yeah. we as a society refer to them as zombies as yeah a, it's a zombie as a movie society. as a society <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like th- there's a really gross part where he pulls out the teeth of the priest oh, no. <laughs> it's like why do you i must i thought i missed something when i'm like there probably would just be a random scene where like some guy pulls out another guy's teeth <laughs> because that would make sense for this movie. It's actually kind of genius, though. If you can get a zombie in a headlock, pull his teeth out, and then he can't bite you. It's actually kind of genius. He's just going to gum you. It's, yeah. just, it's like a prison blowjob. You know? It's actually <laughs> just all zombies. Every zombie should have dentures. There's actually, you can protect one yourself. Actually has dentures. One actually that has dentures. That actually comes in to this. play in this movie because uh, Paquita, the girlfriend, is, is seemingly getting bitten on the arm, so she's going to be infected, but then... Uh, Lionel comes up and pulls the zombie away, and the zombie's dentures pop out. So, so it's so it's not because she still should have been. I mean, dentures are enough to pierce skin. Yeah, but so really, is, I guess is, it, is it just the idea that because those aren't like the actual organic teeth of the zombie, they didn't Maybe. have? Yeah, the probably. chopping power. That would make sense. <laughs> Plot hole. <Kind> of. <laughs> Damn it, Peter. <laughs> Peter. Um, yeah, Eight. I think I think I don't know the the. 
you're right. By, by the end of the movie, though, it's so ridiculous. We can't not talk about the lawnmower scene. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's, I mean, it's you, probably... You can't. It's probably one of the most well-known yeah. scenes. Yeah. This movie, for the longest time, and, and I this could be a correction, <laughs> but for the longest time, it's... Uh, <laughs> It was the bloodiest. It was one of the bloodiest movies ever made. Mm -hmm. They spent there was there was rumors that they spent more money on fake blood than they did for the rest of the entire production. Wow. I, I don't know that. if that's true, but that was kind of like a, an urban like legend. Though, Two about million this movie. dollars. <laughs> I do know they use something like four hundred liters of blood just wow. for the end scene. Uh, they well, were. What would that be in imperial? I, mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I know um, the calculation. Hold on. <laughs> Well, I do know though that and another <laughs> another stat that I read though is that there was something it was the equivalent of like five gallons of blood per second coming out of those uh uh like the the lawnmower and like everything else that was going on. Like it was crazy. Well and then at the like when he busts out of his mom's womb at the end, yep, like that's just that, flood. That's that, an evil that, dead flood. I was gonna, of that blood rivals that rivals the elevator scene from The Shining. Yeah, you know? sort of. Yeah, that's like a that's like a massive like tidal wave of blood coming yep. out of there. It's oh my awesome. God, there's so much blood in this yeah. movie. Uh, like, it's three, ridiculous. Three hundred liters of fake blood were used uh, for the final scene of the film. Well, there you go. This says that's crazy. Yeah, it's a great scene too when he finally grows a pair. Basically, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> this whole time he's like carting around and catering to the needs of these. These like demon zombie people that right. he loves, and then finally he's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna bring a, I'm gonna bring a lawnmower in and turn it upside down and shred all these fools." And Which is a great weapon, by the way. It is it's a fantastic weapon. Dude, and mayhem the, ensues. The bloodshed, and not even like the, it, like the mucus and stuff. <laughs> he's just being bathed in. <laughs> it's it's like it looks like the. Uh, have you ever seen the videos of how they make chicken nuggets at McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> the pink slime. Yeah, it looks like that. Just like he's just being bathed in it for like the last <laughs> ten minutes of the movie. It's hilarious. Um. So to to move on to something that's a little bit more actually like artistic about this flick, did you notice that uh, the last half of the movie it was almost very Argento like in the use of color. There's a lot of colored lights, that, that the lighting that was used on set. It was pink lights and blue lights and green lights. It was everywhere at the end of that movie. Hmm. Oh, I never picked up. Um, and it's very and it very much reminded me of what Dario Argento does a lot, like in Suspiria, for example. Yeah. Where it's it's like just super bright colors. Uh, there's a lot of that at the end of it. And I thought that was actually really cool because it changed like it kind of made it kind of take took what was there was absolutely ridiculous and even elevated it even more into this like sort of like surreal type environment of everything with with everything that was going on i think i'd have to go back and watch it again with that yeah. kind of, that idea in mind yeah. I, I, I don't think i really noticed that i noticed it a lot around uh when they're in the basement i believe like the end parts of the oh, basement scenes, I, there's see, a lot i of can it. see it like in the basement it was like the blue and green lighting yeah, yeah. There, and there was a, there was a lot of it when he was uh with the lawnmower scene too though there's a lot of that uh, mm -hmm. during those scenes too right and i thought it was really cool it was, it was just like, an artistic uh, choice that he made to kind of elevate the scene to even more of this like surreal kind of atmosphere, you know, of all these neon lights coming from nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of lights, one of my favorite kills in the entire movie is the chick that gets her head bashed into the light fixture and then her whole face just glows red. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much, but I do. Oh, it's awesome. And, and she's that, like, she's prominent in, in, like, several shots for she's probably the like the last 20 minutes up, yeah. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when you that, Google that movie, like that, the, her face pops up. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no, that's all right. Uh, interrupt me all you want because because <laughs> I suck at this. Uh, no, I actually that same that same girl. 
I was gonna say, uh, because she, well, she kind of gets the shit under the stick in this in the entire last little bit of this movie because she gets killed like three times. <laughs> she does because honestly, one of, this is one of the best. It's one of the best practical effects that I can think of, especially from that time. Yeah, because she's the same girl who. Um, so so there's the guy who's there's the guy who's climbing through the uh, I don't know if it's like a transom window or something like that or but he uh, like they're pulling him through and his legs get stripped off yep. so it's just his like bony little legs yeah. kicking and then she's looking at him and she goes like this she she like puts her hands in front of her face in sort of a oh my god kind of motion yep. and the editing in this in that scene yeah, is fucking really incredible good. because she puts her hands in front of her face. And then all of a sudden, her hands come down, and you see the fist come through the back of her head, out her, her mouth. out her mouth. And I was—I actually rewound it like five times. And I was like, "That's <laughs> it was really it's, good. It's editing. completely seamless. Like you mm-hmm. can't." And then when he's like, he still has, he still has her head on his arm for like the remainder <laughs> it's, it's, of the it's scene. Like a blow doll. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> but but that moment right there where he first slams good, his yeah. fist through her face, like it's 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 so good. I, it's such an awesome practical mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. And then that's the same chick that ends up getting the uh the, the light lantern. fixture <laughs> through the back of her head. So did, cool. Did you notice that when um uh what's his name? Lionel, when he's first getting the tranquilizer from the vet mm-hmm. I never, I, of all the times that I've seen this movie, I never noticed it until my last watch through. He tears his jacket. Oh, the Nazi emblem? I never yes. noticed the swastika yeah. on his arm before. Oh, really? I don't know how I've never noticed. I always knew he was a German dude, but I've never noticed the, the swastika band well, that's, underneath. It, it plays into the whole scene because when you first when you first uh, are introduced to he's that like character. experiments and well, stuff. Well, he's like, he's like, he, he's intentionally just sort of like stabbing and poking and prodding at this animal and he's drooling while he's yeah. doing it like in this like sick, like this <laughs> sick fascination dude i hate that scene because he just the for the first like two minutes that he's talking he's just <laughs> like the spit is bubbling out of his mouth and stuff i'm just like fuck there's a super so gross. gross part where um somebody's getting fed one of the zombies i think is getting fed through like a rolling device i don't oh, know what that <laughs> what was that it was uh you use it to wring out dish towels oh okay yeah I thought that that was super grotesque. Like mm-hmm. it was just like rolling a like a toothpaste. Well, because because uh, the 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 zombie already has his head cut off. Yeah, and and uh, it was Uncle Les. He's feeding him through this uh, this dish this rag ringer thing, mm-hmm. and as he's as he's squeezing it, all of his intestines and stuff are spilling out of the hole in his neck. It's awesome. Yeah, I think the grossest. Like, speaking of feeding, there's a scene where. Uh, uh, one of the girls gets her her neck slit, and so it's just the, the back of her neck. It's like, like a hinge, and she goes to eat, and like she's trying to swallow, and just oozes out of her neck. Uh, it's so disgusting. And it's, and it's so, so again with the sound, it's like yes. And so he ends up just taking her head and folding it back yeah. and shoving it down with the neck hole. <laughs> Super gross. This movie's ridiculous. Oh boy! If you have not seen Dead Alive, we highly recommend that you see it. If you are into just gross out splatter horror, if not, maybe. Maybe skip it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll end we'll end this with the uh, the final scene because uh, you kind of have to talk about this instead of instead of killing the zombies, the four original zombies with poison like he intended to, he accidentally gives them animal stimulant, mm-hmm. which I don't even know why that exists. <laughs> and uh, his uh, his sure. mom basically becomes like a, a mega zombie, and yeah. and they end up on the roof, and she opens up her stomach her womb basically 
and sucks him into her giant womb, which think kind of, of which is of symbolic mouth. of the entire movie because it, throughout the entire movie she's this overbearing mother who's she's kind of keeping him hostage. Do you think? Do you think that this was about the mother wanting her son inside of her, in her vagine? No. <laughs> What's the, the what's, complex? what's the opposite of the Oedipus complex? Because Oedipus complex would be like the son is oh, right. is too like in love with the mother. What's the opposite? Is there something? I'm not a uh, expert in that um, field. <laughs> I wish. No. When I when I saw that at the end, though, it, it reminded me a lot of the stomach opening in the thing. The, yeah. The, mon- the, the opening in the thing river where, he, where his hand gets bitten off. It's very similar to that. Only it's like full body from like. See, actually, yeah. the, the way Uncle Les ends up too reminded me of the. Not only Evil Dead, but also the thing, because mm-hmm. he gets his spine ripped out, yes. and it's his head at the top of the spine, and he's kind of crawling on all fours. Mm-hmm. He looks like uh, Henrietta at the end of Evil Dead Two. Yep, a little bit. And he also looks like, um, like the, the like the, the thing, thing when it yeah. like when it pops yep. up out of the. Yep. You're not so wrong. I think I think that Peter Jackson was definitely pulling from different movies for inspiration on this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. So I can see it. Uh, Is that it? I think so. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. that's the Kiwis, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gents. Yes, they make good movies. Go watch keys, them. Keys and Wees. Keys and Wees. Let's all move to New. <laughs> Let's all move to New Zealand. What do you guys think? Are you I would me? do that. Dude, it's I'll, a long I'll, flight. I'll live in the Hobbit homes. I was they're they're say, real. They exist. Let's let's go I, there. I'll drop everything and we'll uh, we'll take our kids and they'll just live barefoot and we'll we'll hike the 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 trek to Mordor. Yeah, oh, I'll be there. I'll do that. With, I'll do that with you. <laughs> All right, sounds good, man. All right, cool. We'll drop we'll a be, ring in. We'll be hobbits neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and Horror Amino. Can you? <laughs> can you? It's been a while since I posted on Horror Amino. Uh, you can find couple us at. A couple weeks ago, James goes, "I'm gonna do a big. Uh, I'm gonna do a big post. I'm gonna make up for lost time." No, I'm gonna do an even bigger one. <laughs> You can find us on those social media sites at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC, and also give us a shout on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a give us a like and play a share a five star. A, tell us that we make great sandwiches. I don't care. I don't care what you give us five stars for. Just give us five we stars do. for something. It is true. Mike makes a damn good sandwich. If you want to it's find J Rod on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. If you want to reserve tickets to our screening of Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon for January 9th, 2018, deadline of December 26th, yes. 2017. Go to gather, G-A-T-H-R, dot com, slash screening, slash 21887. Reserve your tickets now. Do it. Don't sleep on them. Let's get this done. Let's have a good time that night. If you want to uh, if you want to listen to Tank's new record. Yeah, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's called At Least We're Here by Monument Monument. Check, Check it out. out. Yeah. All Thanks right. for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, it was a lot of time. fun. Hey, a lot of fun. Cheers, boys. Cheers. We'll see you next time. I kick ass for the Lord. 